Are you looking for a gift that's going to put a smile on someone's face and really have that wow factor? Then look no further than Contenders Clothing. I'm talking about sweatshirts, t-shirts, underwear, hoodies of some of your favorite 80s and 90s films from Godfather to Bloodsport, Top Gun, even Cobra Kai. Make sure you use promo code TAPPINGIN20 and save 20% on your purchase this summer. Don't be left out in the cold without the coolest merch on the internet. At Contenders Clothing, use promo code TAPPINGIN20. What a wild ride it has been. We are 50 episodes in of Tapping In, and I don't think we would have made it past episode one if it wasn't for all of you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy while we talk about some of our favorite episodes, favorite moments, and some predictions on what I see happening in the future with the podcast and life. Tapping In, enjoy the show. We are live. Bring it. Little Bruce Buffer for you. And now. So we just uploaded the recent episode. We're going to upload this one pretty quick because I want to get into this right away. Yep. Roy, what are we doing this weekend, bud? This is episode 50. It's episode 50. This is episode 5-0. I, I, you know, sometimes I can't believe that we got to this point, but we are here. So. We are here. <laughs> and what is happening on Saturday, Roy? 50 episodes in. Yeah. It, it's, I thought about like what we should talk about and this and that. So I really want to have fun with this one. Um, this is going to be sort of like just talking about shit that just is going down over the next few days. Uh, and then we're going to really get into like your thoughts on predictions for what's going to be happening. For the future. For the Mystic future. Miguel. Mystic exactly. Miguel. There for those go. of you that don't know, I'm pretty spot on with some of <laughs> That's predictions. what I thought. This is going to work pretty nicely. Uh, some of our students crack up when I predict things and they're like, holy shit. I'm like, told you. <laughs> Writing's on the wall, baby. But uh, all right, so we are going to talk about what we're doing this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's We're bringing back a, a guy that we just absolutely love working with, Sam McHale, and he runs a promotion called Emerald City. Mm-hmm. And this is not just any promotion as far as, you know, I mean, it's not ADCC, obviously, but as far as just what he's trying to get accomplished, it, he does it so well. It's so, like, um, run beautifully at this point. And it's going to be live on Flow Grappling. Yep. And who's doing the commentary? For the absolutes, it's going to be yours truly and you, my friend. Let's go. Tapping <laughs> in. On I the road, you, baby. I can't tell you how excited I was when Sam messaged me and was like, hey, I want tapping in wow. to do the commentary. And my first answer was, I think that's a horrible idea. <laughs> I was like, listen, I'm not. Why would? Yeah, I was going to say, why would you hold off on that? I, uh, this was my reasoning. I was like, we're mm. not play-by-play guys. I was no. like, I'm not going to be sitting there like, oh, and as you can see, he's uh, he's reaching for the right ankle, looking right. to set up an outside Sinkaku. I was like, I'm not that guy. Right. I was like, on top of it, I can't sit there for six hours doing commentary. I'll right. literally blow my fucking brains out. <laughs> I can't focus on anything for six hours, um, let alone sitting at a table all night watching Matt. Like, you know, uh, Jay Regabuto is phenomenal at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had Garrett Lavage. Sean Williams it. is great. Yeah, at like it. these guys are pros. I can't do that. I'm with you. Totally. So he's like, would you like doing the absolutes? Just do the main card. You and I was like, listen, man, if you know that what we're going to do is a little different. Yeah. And not what people are used to. Then that's I'm what down. it is. I was yeah. like, but understand that that's what we're doing. He goes. That's what I want. Seriously? 
because he's thinking out of the box because that's what we are as he kind of as... made it seem like i want it to feel like you're sitting on the couch with the people who are watching oh, it, just kind of shooting the breeze with them that's telling perfect. them what you see and i'm like oh buddy i do that every fight night <laughs> i was like i can do that wait a minute you're opinionated is that what you're telling me oh my god yeah <laughs> i'm like well i'm more opinionated when someone else is opinionated and they're wrong then i have to step in <laughs> That's what I'm like, please stop. I hate dealing with people like that. Oh, God. That's what we talked about two two episodes ago when I said, who are the people you can't stand talking to? The people that have opinions oh, that, that just suck. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we, we were at the whiskey night at your house. Yes. And you had your friend. I want to say his name is Dave. Dave. Right. Oh, I got it. Fuck yeah. Yes, you did. One of your few friends who gave input on a fight yeah. that I sat back and I was like, finally. Yeah. Someone who knows what the fuck well, they're talking has, about. You know, it's funny because he always says this to me. He goes, who are you having over? And he goes, because all your BJJ friends, they're into BJJ. They're not into striking. They're not into kicks. They're not into takedowns. And I said, there's some guys that are, some guys that aren't. But you're right. I think for the most part, a lot of the guys are not too MMA, you know, savvy. Well, I mean, I've, I've been there. You are. You actually stepped in the ring. Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can use that term loosely. Yeah. Uh, the big thing was when we watched the Sean O'Malley fight. Yeah. Which I'm going to be honest with you. Right. Even if I, when I watched it with Dave and he was giving me his perspective and I was, it was now my time, my second time watching it. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can see why people would give this fight to Sean O'Malley. I totally gave it to him. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. You said it. He lost, but you said he lost three rounds. Yes. I, I saw it as two to one O'Malley. No. Here's the thing. And this is where, this is what makes MMA tricky. It's subjective. You look at the stand-up. To me, the stand-up was pretty even. Somewhat. Maybe Sean O'Malley a little bit more aggressive, Mm -hmm. but not to the point where you're like, holy shit, he's beating his ass. It was never that point. Yeah. So now you got to say, okay, well, what's what's happening at this point? Peter Jan scored that takedown in every round. Yeah. And it wasn't like he took him down and O'Malley popped right back up. No, he took him down. Yeah delivered some damage mm-hmm. and then O'Malley weighs his way back up. When you have a fight that's that close, that takedown has to carry weight. And if you it. don't believe me, go watch Tom's match in the UFC at 185. That is a razor thin match. Okay. He lost that fight because of two takedowns. Oh wow. Okay. You know, it, it all de- it becomes very subjective as to how much weight do you put on the takedown. There are guys that that turn fights around. They're losing, they're losing, they're losing, but they string together like one or two uh, takedowns. And that's it. And that's it. That's the match. Yeah. So for me, if you're going to give that fight to O'Malley, that's basically you saying that takedowns in MMA have no value. All right. Which changes the sport. Because to me, I'm like, eh, that takedown's harder to do. So let me get conspiratorial with you for Mm -hmm. a second here. I have to imagine that the conversation is, look, you're at this level now. We want to see finishes. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I have a feeling that Dana is probably like winking at the judge, say, listen. I, I think, I don't think it was Jan, the right call. Jan at no point I thought had him in trouble, except maybe I think there was one time in the third round he, he clocked him. Yeah, he caught him, and Jan was in trouble too. Well, that's the thing. Uh, in the third round, O'Malley caught Jan, and then Jan came right back exactly. and caught O'Malley mm-hmm. and then got a takedown. Right. So it's really like, that's your round. Okay. You, that's And that's where it becomes, 
How much emphasis do you put on the takedown? I will say this. Most fighters that saw that gave the fight to Peter Yan. Because if you're a fighter, you understand how hard it is to get that takedown. It's hard to get a takedown. It's fucking hard. No doubt. No doubt. He got one every round. And was able to keep him down for a substantial amount of time and then get back up. You know, because you see those like, you know, those quick takedowns, those flash takedowns. Oh, yeah. Like, and then the guys get, get right the guy back down, up. Yeah. pop up. Like, like, you're not even getting points in ADCC for that takedown. Yeah. To me, I'm like, eh, I'm not counting that. But if you can take them down. And hold them, yeah. Hold them, deliver some yep. damage, and then they make their way back up. That's a takedown. That's two. That's two points. Yeah. So I, I think for me, that fight goes to Peter Yan. I can see. But here's the thing. This is why I bring up your friend Dave. He made a good enough argument. Where, I was right. like, where I'm not like, this guy's no idea what he's talking about. I was like, he gets it. And he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Well, he knows. I just don't agree with what he said. Yeah, he comes from a strict MMA Muay Thai background. He's he's, he's tough dude, man. But that's where you're going to get the difference. Yeah. Wrestling and jiu-jitsu guys are going to be like, and Sambo guys are going to be like, how did he not win this fight? Bingo. That's but exactly But the Muay Thai right. guy's going to be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, there was nothing there. He fucked them up. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, it's hard to <laughs> get a takedown. It yeah. It's hard to get a takedown. Well, with that blowing smoke, I mean, he also feels the same way about you. He said you were the first guy that actually had an opinion that <laughs> that he... Uh, well, I remember after that fight, I was like, listen, the only way you make this fight this way is because here's what you're going to get. And I told him the three fights at the UFC woman. He goes fucking exactly i was like yeah and then if this one wins and this one wins you get this yeah i was like they got the storyline all set up that's what it is yeah they they, they set the whole thing up storylines there yeah because now you give o'malley i don't know how they have it what set is that up. 145 or 155 35 135 okay, wow. okay so my first thought was like okay so now you give peter yan to i forget the other guy from like the uh, guy that Dagestan. beat him uh you give him that now you have aljo you can give uh aljamin sterling you can give um, I can't even think of the names. Uh, or you give Peter Young, Corey Sanhagen, and then you give uh O'Malley to I forget who the other guy was, and then you give Cheeto the shot. That's a, that was the name I was thinking. Yeah, Aljo. Because yeah. now, if Aljamine Sterling wins against Cheeto Vera, oh, he clears the decks. Yeah. So now you you reset it because he already beat the crap out of yeah. uh Cheeto beat the what's his name Sean. Well, no, because Sean O'Malley got hurt in that fight. I'm just saying, but he, he was losing that ankle. fight. Mm, I yeah, but Cheeto the fight never finished. Okay. The fight never finished. I'll give it to you, but I thought that Cheeto really, really uh, handled I just his business think in that fight. UFC's best case scenario, Cheeto beats Aljamain Sterling. You get O'Malley versus Cheeto oh, rematch for the belt. <laughs> yeah, I can see the dominoes now falling, get, yeah. Now, if Jan wins his next match, you give Aljo to Jan for that that third one. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you give Sanhagen to whoever O'Malley just beat to get the title shot, right. setting up Sanhagen for another round robin. The, you, you, it's a six-man round robin, and that's yeah. if nobody else comes up. Yeah. And all of those guys are not that far from each other. No. I mean, Aljamain Sterling really looked good that night. He looks fantastic. You know, and... He's believing in himself. Yeah. He's starting to buy the hype. He's like, you know what? I can fucking hang so. with everyone in here. Deservedly so. I mean, the guy really, really handled his business. In that, but, uh, you know, but he was he, injured, uh, yeah. TJ Dillashaw. But still, I mean, he just handled it beautifully. The fights against Jan, though, I really thought that Jan won those fights. Not the last but one. But they were brutal. The last no, one? No, no, not the last one, but the first one, definitely. The one that first they gave one? it to. Uh, with the, the knee? Yeah. Yeah. He was, but then he came back and shut up. He goes, I was on the guy's yeah. back for 25 minutes. Right. 
But then somebody can make their I'm like, well, he didn't really do anything from there. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but that's I see the whole control. tournament. And there's no other division, as far as I can think of, that has that kind of like comprehensive, I mean, decent uh you have parody. That at, you have that at 55, but uh, who's the one that just beat Oliveira? Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Makachev? Makachev. Yeah. That, that guy's a fucking monster. Beast. Give it a couple more years. Now, All the I, champs are going to be Dagestan. I'll give you, I'll throw your name at it. Uh, I really, really think that uh, Bo Nickel is going to be making a real name for himself over the next year. I don't want to talk about Bo Nickel because I don't want to curse it. I don't want to okay. jinx it. Yeah, I would love I've been to a Bo Nickel fan. Yeah, since college. Since college. Yeah. I remember talking about Bo Nickel to Chris Balding when the school first opened up. Mm-hmm. I was like, I love that kid. He's a Texas guy and just went to Penn State. Just handled his cut business. the best Penn State promo ever. Oh, did he? I didn't say it. Oh, after he won the national title uh-huh. uh, back in 2019, I believe it was. He like went up to Mike. He goes, if you're a kid and you wrestle and you want to win individual titles and national titles and team titles, mm-hmm. come to Penn State. That's what we do. I, was like, <laughs> I looked at Seth. I was, like, I was like, I'm going to Penn State. I'm going to be a wrestler. <laughs> I don't care if I'm almost 40. I'm going to chase my dream. Sold. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. And then uh, I think that was the year that like Penn State had like four or four or five guys win national titles. Yeah, our boy from Montgomery. That was, was, it was that, that year. Yeah. Anthony Kassar. Anthony Kassar. Nice kid. Good young man. Great. That whole family is fantastic. I've heard great things. My about son that. knows a, a couple of the uh, brothers. Great he's guys. A good guy. I was at his uh, his luncheon that Montgomery had. How come he's him. not uh, playing in the BJJ waters? Because he's getting ready for MMA. He's got his MMA. Oh, is that what he's doing now? Uh-huh. Oh, man. I don't see that. <laughs> big money. Big money. Is that big money? Oh. It's, you got to get your face kicked in for a while. Though. It's faster to make big money in MMA than it is in jujitsu. I guess so. I mean, and it's tough in jujitsu though. Yeah. The competition is really, really tight. It is, but it's it's the sport. It's a niche sport and it still hasn't gotten to that level yet. It's heading there. Yeah. You know, I think uh I think this Gordon Ryan kid is definitely gonna take it to that level. Yeah, you think so? I do. <laughs> I mean, I've said it before, what jujitsu needed was a star. And, and they got it with one. him. And I forget what I was watching. Oh, I was talking about this um, with one of the referees at ADCC, mm-hmm. and he's uh, you know he's from you know Europe. I think he's from Poland, or from, he's one of the Finnish guys from Finland. He's like, what America does better than any other country is we turn our athletes into superstars. Oh yeah, we package. Yeah, we market. He's beautifully. like, no other country does it like yeah. this. Yeah, none. Yeah, and I'm like, he's right. And what jujitsu needed was an American superstar. Oh yeah, and now we have one. I was talking about this to Tom. I was like, you know, I was talking to Gordon. Then we were in a little group chat. And I was like, I was like, you guys got to understand, like, Gordon does everything that this sport needs to blow up in America. Yeah. I was like, everybody knows who Michael Phelps is, but nobody knows about Ian Thorpe. Ian Thorpe, the fucking torpedo, was one of the best swimmers Australia. ever. Yeah. But he's Australian. Yeah. So nobody gave I a shit. I remember that, dude. The guy has like eight gold medals. Yeah. Nobody mentioned him when Michael Phelps was on, was now, you on his need tear. To, if you're international... You need, like I'll use uh, Usain Bolt as an example, you need to be head and shoulders right. above your competition to right. become that kind of name. Right. You know, you need to be like Roger Federer, like head and shoulders above right. if you're from another country. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Or you're a guy like Connor that just embraces the whole marketing aspect. But Connor became very famous in a in an American sport. That's what I'm saying. MMA is a very American sport. Yeah. 
you know, jujitsu was a very Brazilian sport. But Europeans are pretty laid back. They're not into the whole like, you know, marketing of the whole thing the way Connor did. Yeah, but Connor got it. He wanted to make. Money. He did. He wanted yeah. to be rich. Exactly. He wanted, he wanted that David Beckham money. Yeah, absolutely. That's another one who did it. You know, because he yeah. was very talented. Well, he was also good looking. Really, really, really good looking. <laughs> yeah, and he married correctly the whole he time. Married he did it right. Spice. He did it right. <laughs> yeah, he did it right. He goes. Hmm, what I was wondering. Can I, do? I was wondering if you're going to get the right spice. Oh yeah, he got posh spice. All right, give me give me the five spice. You got sporty spice. Sporty spice, which right. is Mel C. You got oh, you scary really spice, which, <laughs> which is, is Mel, Mel B. B. You got baby spice. I forget her name. Uh, then you got uh, posh spice. <laughs> Yeah, Victoria Beckham, and then what's the other? Oh, I, oh, I got the it. Redhead. I got it. You don't have it. I want. I love it. Hold on. She Give posed. Me. She posed nude too. Yeah, she's the one that left and destroyed the right. whole band. Yeah, you got sporty, posh, scary. Oh, ginger spice. Ginger spice. There you go. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to say rough spice. <laughs> Maybe that's a little bit of my uh, yeah. Might be my own freakishness coming out. She was my favorite one though. When she Wait, left, Ginger Spice? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Who was my favorite? She was older. Like, she was a grown woman. She was a grown woman. Everybody was in a baby spice. I was, yeah, I was going to say baby spice was really the one that people dug. But oh, she had that sort of chubby thing going. I didn't like it. All right. I so if like you were it. to rank them as far as hotness, I, to me, Sporty Spice is the, is the least. Yeah. And then probably Mel Bay. I'm going, listen, I'm going Ginger. Okay. I'm going Posh. Okay, I'm yeah. Going scary, and not baby over scary. Yeah. No, scary over baby. Oh yeah. Wow. I hope our listeners are taking notes. Then on I'm this. going. Then I'm going baby spice. <laughs> then I'm going uh, sporty spice. Let's not rank the Backstreet Boys though. Okay. No. No. Cause I'm a I huge, could do it, but I'm, I'm a huge to. Brian fan. No. <laughs> I like Brian. He's a conservative. Exactly. He goes to like Trump rallies. I like Brian. Right. I'm not a Howie guy. <laughs> I don't like Howie. Although I think Howie's like an undercover dirtbag. All right. What about AJ? I think AJ's a fucking, there's so many things wrong with him. Yeah. Oh, he was, you know, he was the, the theater kid that got pounded on yeah. and suddenly became famous. He just, he just won like America's like celebrity drag race or something. Did he really? Yeah. Oh shit. Did he Steph really? showed me, she goes, who, do you know who this is? And I looked at it, I was like, oh, I know exactly who that is. He's like, I want to thank the drag community for embracing me and letting me be myself. I was like, be yourself. And who is the tall old guy? That's Kevin. Just, yeah, he was like, you know, I just happened to luck into this game. Yeah. <laughs> kind of Someone's thing. like, listen, they're looking for a bass. Exactly. They're looking for a tenor. And you do that. Quasi on the uh, yeah. on the bubble here. He's I mean, like the oldest one. Because the, the big guy, you know, the big uh, good looking guy was Nick. Oh, I can't stand him. No? Oh. Wow. Hey, he can sing, though. I'll give him that. They all can sing. He can swoon. That is one of the things about those bands that, like, you put them, like, on a stage, just the five of them. They sound fantastic. They do. People don't realize how much Talent hard work goes into the, that. through the roof with those guys. Right, I can't talk about fucking Backstreet Yes, we anymore. can. We got the whole hour to talk about them. No, we're not. <laughs> Steph's like, yeah, this is my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> Keep it going. She really Huge is a fan. fan. Huh? All right, so getting back to the commentating. We were talking about, like, I'm so happy to hear that Sam's cool with the uh, sort of, like, off-the-cuff conversation. I was very honest. I was like, we're not, I'm, I can't do that play-by-play right, shit. Right, because neither can I. I mean, I can get all Howard Cosell on things, but, mm. you know. I mean, you right away were like such a pro. You're like, I want to talk to the athletes. I want to get this. I want to do that. I was like, yeah, yeah. go for it. Yeah. I raw dog it, dude. I go in. I'm like, where's the mic? Where's the headphones? Let's <laughs> You're see like how this Dean goes. Martin. Just show up and wing it. 
here's the thing. If I can wing it and do well, right. then I know I can do better when I prepare. Oh, of course. That's why for the first go, I don't prepare. <laughs> I'm like, let's see how this goes raw. Because now I know no matter what, I can get better. Not only that, I mean, but you learned that through like your whole life. I have a shit ton of confidence in myself. No, I was but, talking to Tom yeah, and Tom okay. was like, so are you excited to commentate Emerald City? And I was like, Tom, I'm happiest when I have a microphone in front of me. <laughs> I was like, that's the most, that I, I feel right at home. Right so you, at home. All right, so to me, I think the thing that I like doing is I like filling the, the, the empty spaces. Yeah. You know, I have a, an ability, I guess, to question people and, and get them to, to chitty chat. You make it so easy. It's like, if I feel a dry space, like take over. I'm ready to chat, baby. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep this going. Well, I will also throw a, uh, a hat tip to my wife because she blasted a friend of hers that she never really liked. And I was so happy to hear it. <laughs> was it the same friend you mentioned on the podcast? No, no. This was a chick that uh, um, we invited to our anniversary party and she blew it off. And that's mm. a real big no-no in my book. And Lane just absolutely like saw her at the shop, right? And she just started laying into it. Yeah. Good. How, like, how weird is that to stand back as the guy while your wife is like absolutely going off on somebody? I don't think it's weird at all. You don't like feel the need to just like, <laughs> or do you eyeball the woman to the other woman to just oh, completely no, like. No, that's if Steph, I mean, I've never been in that experience, so I don't know. But I've like, had a couple of those instances like, my wife. If Steph wanted to go off on someone, be like, go mama, do it. I'm here. I'm here if somebody else <laughs> gets here to involved. hold your jacket. <laughs> oh, speaking of, well, no, continue with this, but good for Lainey. I had a, something came oh, up. Oh, man. Like, she, I had she, to like, I had to be a man the other day. Oh, did you? Wow. Yeah, Steph wakes me up at like five o'clock in the morning. Okay. Because she said that she heard. The neighbors running the lawnmower or something? No, she heard knocking at the front door. Shit. Wow. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I go to look at the camera and for whatever reason, our cameras are offline. So now she's freaking out. Oh, man. So now she thinks like, oh my God, I think someone's in the house. No. Wow. Oh, bro. I was like, fuck yes. Finally. Where's my like, baseball bat? Dude, baseball bat. I fucking <laughs> reached for my fucking nine millimeter. <laughs> I fucking cocked that bitch. <laughs> I fucking kept it tight to my chest because you don't reach out while yeah, you, you can keep it tight to yeah. your fucking chest. I went up to the top of the stairs. I peeked down. I had my light on. And I was like, who's here? I was like, I have a gun. Yeah. And if you come near the stairs, I will shoot you and kill you. Wow. And I'm just standing like, Steph, call the cops. And she goes, where's your phone? I'm like, my phone? What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? I'm like, I'm standing at the door. I'm standing at the top of the stairs, fucking gun in hand. And you're asking me, where's my phone? Where the fuck is your phone? Are you? Dude, I almost shot her. I was going to shoot her at that moment. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Were the about? kids like still asleep or something? I mean, Dude, they slept through the whole thing. They slept through the whole episode. Benny would have woken up and been like, fuck yeah. Oh really, dude? I was standing right there, just like I, I wanted, wanted. Oh, of course, that's that's like every guy's dream to do that. I totally I get wanted it. to just. And, and here's the best thing about a gun: you could do it at the age of ninety, or the. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or no, well, I made sure, like, once I put the clip in, like, I cocked it once I got to the yeah. stairs, like, just like let them know, like, it's we're oh, going. It, yeah, it's for real. It's here. I'm not playing around. Right. Put the fucking flashlight on. I was like, yo, poke your face <laughs> in that doorstep, and it's a wrap. I did everything I had to do. I made all it. the announcements. I love it. Wow. Loud so the neighbors could hear it too. Holy shit. I was hoping to hear like running out of the door, like out the back door, like, all right, somebody was here. Wh all right. So, all right. Was your heart pounding? 
Because you've been in those situations where, like, it, it you wasn't know, like it, a fight goes down, and it, just I would like say, you get that heart pounding. Effect. Yeah, I would say it kind of felt like no different than like, uh, like, a, like doing a jujitsu tournament where it's like you get those nerves, but it's like I know what I'm about to fucking right. Do. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, oh god, I really hope I don't have to use. I was like, <laughs> I hope I do have to. I use was this. like, I hope I get to fucking <laughs> shoot someone in the chest right now. I was like, you're so dead. Like, I was ready to fucking commit murder. But you were living in a, such a suburban area. Like, this shit probably Dude. doesn't go down at all. You know what? So the cops showed up. Okay. They were there in like three minutes. Oh, wow. God, I love the that, suburbs. Yeah, it's the best, man. <laughs> the guy was like, well, he goes, you know, there's a good chance it was probably just a deer. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it probably was. But then I was even more pissed because I was like, yeah, that's fucking venison. I would have yeah. shot that thing, too. Exactly. But, um... Yeah, you know, I don't think anybody knocked on the door or anything like that. I think Steph heard stuff and then she got paranoid. She started hearing even more. Yeah. Who knows? It's so weird. Look, I live in a townhouse and every now and then I'll wake up and like, is there noise in the house? Nobody. In in all the 27 years I've lived in that community, no one has ever gotten robbed. Nothing. I mean, people leave their garage doors open and I mean, nothing's going down. It's just. I still lock my doors. And then I keep saying to myself, why would they pick my townhouse out of anybody else's? Well, there were three cars in the driveway. Well, and that's the thing. That's what I was telling Steph, too. I was like, we have cameras. Exactly. Everywhere. everywhere. And we have an alarm system. I was like, Steph, if somebody came in this house, yeah. the alarm system would have gone off. It would have been true. Because the first thing I did when I went to go check the cameras, it lets me know if my alarm system's still on or off. Right. And it said, you know, disarm, which means like it's armed. Because I got to hit the button to disarm it. I'm like, the alarm's on. All right, so let's gameplay this a little bit. Someone's in your house. Mm-hmm. Okay. It goes down one of three ways. Either he backs off and walks out of the house, mm-hmm. or he kind of hides out a little bit because he can't just run with your with your gun in your hand. Right. Or third, he shows himself at that point, and he's not going to like charge you, you know, because you have a gun. You've, you've made it clear you have a gun. What does he do? He like puts his hands up. What do you do at that point? At that point? Yeah. The guy surrenders. Well, he should have gone out the back door. I get that. But let's say he surrenders because he was afraid of getting shot. <laughs> at that point, I'm like, get on your fucking knees. Okay. So you Put have your the hands whole, behind. Oh, yeah. You have the whole uh, routine yeah, down. I'll say, okay. who are you with? <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm by myself. But I don't fucking trust that. Get on your right. fucking knees right now. Right. And if he doesn't, I'm telling him I'm going to shoot him. Right. How close do you get to him? Do you put the gun to his I'm not getting, head. no, I'm not getting that close. Yeah. You just put him in a corner staying, of the house. I'm staying at a point where like I can shoot him if he moves, but if someone else pops out, I can shoot them too. Right. Okay. And then if like I shoot someone and he tries to stand up, I can turn and face him and pop one off real quick too. Okay. This is in I'm, my perfect mind. <laughs> that's what I was saying. In my perfect mind. That's how it plays in out. In your perfect robbery scenario. Yeah. How does it go down? Yeah. You know, just like every guy's like, bro, I see red and that's it, right. dude. Like in my perfect mind, I'm fucking, I'm Jason Bourne. In reality, I'm probably staying at the top of the steps and telling you on the go. fucking ground. Yeah. Or the cops show. I'm like, bro, cops are showing up. That's what I would so say. Get up. the fuck out of here. Uh, that's what I oh, would say. I'm like, bro, you're fucked. Stay down. Oh, you would. Okay. Stay down. I would, I would probably, I would probably say, look, the cops are on the way. You can either run out the door. I'm not going to shoot you. But just get the fuck out of cops here. Cops would have caught him because as soon as one cop showed up, the second one came up behind him and right. lapped around. So they would have. Yeah. You're fucked at that point. Don't hide in my oh, I don't yard. care if he's fucked. I just want him out of my house. I will fucking stay there. Oh, yeah. Get the fuck down. Would you you should have just gotten the fuck out. The second I said I got to go, you should have the fuck That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Don't present yourself. That's stupid. However you broke in, break out that way. <laughs> That's what I would say to the guy. Get the fuck out of here. No, nah, they'll probably just get out themselves. But that's also like when I was a kid and I lived in Trent, someone tried to break into our house. And like they? legit tried to break into our house. Oh, wow. Um, he was actually running from the cops. Okay. 
and uh, my dog was like barking in a way we had never heard. Holy like, shit! Like, you know, what time like, was this? It was like nine, ten o'clock at night. This that's is where pretty in, early. And yeah. This is where I lived in Trenton. So yeah. I hear that's a beautiful neighborhood. Yeah, the likelihood of someone breaking <laughs> it was much more likely. It's one in three, as opposed to well, one in a hundred and three. Well, dude, I remember. Uh, well, so like my dog's growling and everything. And uh-huh. My mom and my aunt was like, "Do you hear that?" And then like I go downstairs to see what it is. And I can see like the door jiggling and like oh, like the banging on the door, like someone's trying to oh, break the, guy's the fucking. Trying to get in, okay. Yeah. Wow. So I run upstairs and I tell my mom like, "Yo, someone's trying to break in the fucking house." Wow. So she's like, "What?" So she runs to the bathroom, mm-hmm. starts screaming out the bathroom, "You better get out the fucking yard! You better get out my fucking yard, motherfucker!" Oh my God. And I'm like, "Oh fuck yeah, let them have it!" <laughs> and then like the cops showed up and you know. They beat the brakes off of them. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember looking out the window. What they year had was them. this? Like two oh five? Two thousand? No, no, you were in college then. Okay, this is probably. Bro, I was like seven. Yeah, so like ninety two, ninety three. Oh shit! Yeah, it was around there. when cops could still be cops. Oh yeah, well I remember like when we were looking out the window, like the one cop was like, "Hey, hey, hey," and like looked up and he goes, "Ah, uh, like someone's watching." But bro, they because they he made them run. Right. So like. And then, like you know, when they, they had him down, did they uh, put we the know. put the bag of coke into his? Uh... Yeah, sprinkling them with some heroin, exactly. sprinkling them with some crack. No, they were like, like they had him down, you know, knees to the fucking ribs, forearm to the head. Oh, like they love were, it. You know, when they were putting him in a quick yeah. little, I was like, oh fuck. Ninety two, you could still get away with that stuff. Well, back then, what they used to do when someone ran, they would listen for the dogs. Oh, is that the way it works? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the neighborhood, all the dogs would yep. go off. All the dogs were going off, and they just followed the dogs. Oh, that's so cool. You like dogs. <laughs> um, but I'll take it back even further. I remember being like five years old. Okay. And they thought someone broke into the house. Okay. And so you're five years old. You're still in Trenton? Or? Still in Trenton. Still okay. in Trenton. All right. And both my aunts grabbed like a bat or whatever they right, had. Right, right, right. And they woke me up. They're like, hey, wake up. You got to learn to be a man. Wow. We think someone might be downstairs. Come with us. Holy shit. And I grabbed, I don't know what the fuck I grabbed. I think I grabbed like a little like... Like a like a snow brush. <laughs> I was like, I'll hit them with this. But they made me go downstairs with them. Like, well, like I mean, gotta, if, if you're gonna be a man of the house, you gotta learn how to do this. If the if the guy was frozen, you know, you'd have to scrape the uh, the yeah. snow off him. <laughs> well, it had like a sharp edge, right? I know. So I was like, I'll stab him with it. Wow. But like at five years old, like I remember like being nervous. But I was like, no, like yeah, someone breaks in your house, you fuck them up. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's why it cracks me when people are like, do you value your material over another person's life? Yes, uh, I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> because if they're willing to break into my house and exactly. steal my shit, what else are they willing to do? Exactly. What the fuck? I don't want to find out. Yeah. I got two kids. That's why this whole thing that that uh, that went down with uh, Pelosi's husband, you know. Don't fucking you know what get I'm getting me down at. that rabbit hole. Over that, well, that's part of what we're going to talk about tonight. But, uh, Dude, <laughs> how do you get in the house? Oh, oh, believe me, they're they're questioning this thing. But what I'm getting at is like, <laughs> probably came in the back door, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, they seem to know each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like this guy just lives in a random house. Like he's he's a come on. Yeah, but Pelosi's at 82 years old. Like, why would they volunteer him for that mission? You know. Yeah. He. Mm. Yeah, it's a weird situation. I don't think it's weird. I think we know exactly what went down. All right. Well, what I was getting at is like they find the, you know, the Patsy, mm-hmm. you know, this, this guy from Canada or whatever, the pape, and he's a fucking idiot. He's on drugs, the whole thing. How do they get him to like do the whole thing? Like, how do they like stage that thing? Bro, I don't think they staged it. Mm-hmm. I think they were doing stuff and he just fucking lost oh, his shit. Because he, he knew the guy's name, which was yes. really weird. 
because they were friends. 82-year-old guy with a fucking nudnik like this guy, the pape? Mm, doesn't matter how old you are when you got money. That's true. What's I a bigger guess. number, 82 or 200 <laughs> mil? Yeah, there you go, baby. Bro, he was in his house. Yeah. In his underwear. Like, no, yeah. that doesn't happen. Yeah, I agree. That does not That's happen. like Jesse Smollett kind of shit. Like, you're not Dude. out at two in the morning no. going for Subway in, you know, like minus 10 degrees Chicago. Well, on top of that, like, do you realize the type of security he has? So what was the end game of this thing? I don't know what the end game was. Maybe he just lost his shit. Yeah. But- how did he get into the house? Oh, that, that's another big thing. Aren't they, you know, there should be guards all over the place. I'm sure the guards have seen him before. Yeah, right. And knew that he was allowed to come yeah. inside. Yep. The house. Yeah. That 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 whole thing went down weird in my book. but mm. It went down weird, all right. Strange shit. Probably fucking, listen, probably used to bring him over, used to fuck him in the ass. Oh, you think it goes that way? Yes, that's what I'm trying to hint at, Roy. Oh, no, I didn't think it was sexual. Oh, 100%. Oh, because of the underwear? Because of why would you have another man in your house at 2 o'clock in the morning, Roy? He didn't just break in. In his underwear, right. He didn't just break in. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I didn't put shit that, went south. Yeah, I didn't put that together because he was 82 years old. I'm like, what the fuck? He still gets it up at 82? Bro, come on. Come on, Robert Kraft is like 76 years old getting fingers jammed up his ass. Yeah, I guess so. He's rich. Yeah. He's rich and he's got his kinks. Wow. I didn't even think about that aspect of it. That was my first thought. That was your first thought? My first thought was, how did this guy get in the house? That's, yeah, that... Go to to the governor's mansion right now and try to break in. Oh, yeah. Not happening. You're talking about the speaker of the house. Third most important person in the country. All right. For those of you that don't know, it's the president... Vice president, and then if something happens to those two, speaker, speaker of, the of the house, and then you got the secretary of state, and it goes on down. You don't from there. think, bro? She's got two layers of security. Oh, that I house agree, is but I didn't think about the sexual aspect. How did he get in the house? Yeah, he was. He must have been invited. He was brought into the house. Right. He got clearance to be in that house. Wow. He knew his first name right away. So the end game is basically like this was a sexual thing that went wrong. I think so, or maybe he just took too much drugs. Yeah. You wow. Know, he's over there. They're partying a little bit. He gives him a couple too much lines. Maybe mm. gives him a little bit of the wrong shit. And I get it. And all of a sudden, it. he freaks out. You know what? That does kind of make sense. And now you got to cover it up. As opposed to the, what they're saying. Oh, he broke in. He politically broke in, driven. Politically driven. Zip tied him. No. You got to remember, these people. What was the deal with the, the zip tie then? He was zip tied. He had him zip tied. Oh, wow. Question is, was that part of... You know, That's what I'm getting at. Like, how does that... that Listen, that I've been in handcuffs before. Never okay. by cops. But I've been right. cuffed up. Swedish stewardesses. Yeah, it's exciting, you know. I was a naughty boy. <laughs> I had to be punished. It is what it is. <laughs> now, Miguel, your homework is a little late. Uh, yeah. We're going to have to punish you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I had to bang the chalk chalkboard erasers <laughs> right. together. That's not when the banging stopped. Elbow, book it down, take it down, take it down, set it up. <laughs> I dig it. Speaking yeah. of that, like you gotta love Mike's mustache tonight. Is Bro, that, that a, mustache is fantastic. Is that a porn stash or what? No shave Holy November. Shit, that's like I get it. No shave November. Those Our cops good friend the it. cop, Mike from Princeton, just great dude. He's got a serious looking mustache. It's fantastic. Yeah, I can't grow a good mustache. Dude, he's got like a nice Tom Selleck. Thing he does. Him. He yeah. does. You know. Plus, congratulations, you just got married too. Oh, congr- he got married and Leo got married recently too. Yeah. 
So there you go. Good luck with that contract. Welcome to the cold pool. Welcome. <laughs> Get used to the water. That's fantastic. <laughs> See you. I, I've been in this fucking pool for close to 36 years now, so. <laughs> Dude, I got nine years coming up in May. Nine. 36. Yeah. You've been married as long as I've been alive. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. And my life has been long. <laughs> so I can only imagine what marriage. Well, I mean, listen, you were handling uh, people that break into your house at five years old. Fucking so. air was. Yeah. So. This was nothing. This With was your ice scraper. Oh my God. Meanwhile, there's my poor <laughs> wife. Oh my God. Where's your phone? My phone. What the <laughs> fuck? Where's yours? Yeah. And then she's asking me for it. Like, <laughs> Wait, I, is this while you're at the top of the stairs? Yes. Isn't there a landline or something? Or there's nobody landline. has a landline? Nobody uses nobody, it. Okay. I didn't know. We're still landlining it. No, fuck that. <laughs> Bro, she sleeps with her phone next to her bed. Let me tell you something. When the shit wow. hits the fan, my wife ain't fucking making it. She's not making it. Yeah. Zombie apocalypse? She's not making That's it. That's your prediction? I've been telling her this since we've met. Okay. I was like, you're not built to survive that. <laughs> I was like, matter of fact, matter of fact, she's so bad in those situations. She'd probably be the reason I got killed. Yeah, I could see that. Like, well, she's like, where's your phone? Where's your phone? I'm like, check over there. Check over As there, As you baby. turn your head, As you suddenly like, That's when like, someone storms me and pop, pop. Now I'm dead. Congratulations. I tell her, I'm like, you're, we're, there's going to be a zombie apocalypse. And I'm going to be like, run. You're going to be like, why? What's happening? I'm like, Steph, just don't ask questions. I need you to run. But why? I'm so scared. Why? And right. I just like, And I get bit. And now I'm a fucking zombie. I'm like, motherfucker. I knew it. I God knew it. Damn, and I knew you were going to be the cause of this. I'll tell you right now, though. My sister. Yeah. G. She's okay. a G. We're surviving. Okay. Yeah. If she would have been in the house and I'm like, Gabby, somebody broke in. She'd be like, fuck, do you have two guns? I'm like, right. I do. <laughs> She'd be like, give me a knife. We'll hold this down. Get him to his knees. I'll cut that motherfucker. She's. We've always been that way, though. Yeah. Like, if one of us gets into this shit, well, everybody's in the shit. Yeah. That's the yeah. way to do it. I that's trust her. It. You know, I've seen my sister like, like almost hurt her best friend we just react right like when a situation well, happens you were saying when you were in the uh, in the jeep with her one time and the guy was abusing the dog oh yeah she yeah. told me i was like yeah you she said, said get turn in. this car right around and that kind yeah. of thing yep wow yeah you remember that i forgot i shared that on dude here. come on i listened to your stories dude i was gonna mm. tuck them away before the alzheimer's She's hits like, i gotta uh, i have to uh dude. <laughs> that, was, that was a real story i, I know. believe it was on a halloween too halloween's always a rough night for me <laughs> shit goes awry i don't know why i love my halloween did you get a lot of kids being a halloween well we we didn't stay at the house because we went uh treating for tricks um, oh wow what a what a uh cock tease well no no kids. no 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 because my mom and my aunt stay at the house oh do they okay and they do the strobe lights and this and the little oh they do the whole thing they do everything and then wow. they give out the candy oh. and then they tell us what like the candy looked like but i'll tell you a fucking horrible story my friend bobby okay you met he messages us infuriated in the Why? group chat. Well, he goes to the ring and this like ha- an adult, it was an adult. Okay. Walks up to his house starts going through the candy, decides, fuck Are it, I'm taking the whole me? tray. And he was pissed. He goes, bro, dick. he's like, I didn't even leave out like a regular bowl. He goes, I left out like a serving dish. He's like, he- they took my serving platter. Because he's not living in like a townhouse or apartment situation. No. He's like big house, big house, big house. Yeah. So this dude, like, what? oh, he said he went to like the little ring community what a and they were all commenting and like, oh, they hit us here and here. Yeah. But like he was upset and he has like this really nice like serving platter that he mm-hmm. had and they took this fucking serving platter. 
Like, not like, we're like, dude, why would you leave that out there? Yeah, right. I'm like, you use a $3 pumpkin bowl and leave it, call it a day. <laughs> exactly. He's like, nah, these no motherfuckers. But he goes, they rooted for the kids. I'm yeah. like, take it easy, grandpa. <laughs> He's like, we all heathens. That's it. I'm keeping your ball. He's like, he wasn't even wearing a costume. Jimmy, okay. I know this is you, you fucker. He was so <laughs> upset. I was I, When I saw the video, I was upset. Wow. But he was just saying it. I was like, this is hilarious. But then when I saw the video footage, I'm like, oh, that's kind of like intrusive. It's almost like. Yeah. I love the, I mean, well, our Halloween is great because in the townhouse community, you get so many kids coming by. Yeah. And these kids are just fantastic. I mean, everybody embraces it in our neighborhood. Oh, yeah. And they're just, I was outside the whole time with uh, my uh, my fruit fruit dog and my hip hop wife. And we're just sitting there having a great time with these kids. And I don't know what it is, man. They, they just, they're all happy. It's yeah. great. So I'll I love tell you- this. I love the holiday. I'll tell you what was cool this year, because we've done it before when we lived in the townhouse, and we used to do the trunk or treat. All the right. neighbors put out their trunks. So we got a, we got a good amount of candy. Yeah. A lot of the houses partook. Um, I realized that my eighth grade track coach is actually my neighbor. I go to his house. Bingo. He's like, you look familiar. I was like, I bet I fucking do. <laughs> and I'll share this story. We're leaving, and my wife's like, I can't believe you remember that guy. I was like, I'll never forget him. When I was in eighth grade, I threw discus and shot put, and I had potential for discus which never amounted to anything because I just, I, when I got to high school, we didn't have a real coach. They always so put the big, thick kids yeah. in, in that. Oh yeah. I, I really just wanted a sport where I could lift weights. Right. Uh, so when I got to high school back then, the high school team didn't have a, a field coach. Mm-hmm. So we were just kind of coaching each other. And I'm oh, like, wow. I'm like, fuck this. So like high jump, didn't have a coach or anything or long jump, didn't have a coach. Oh no, all those guys did, but like shot put, discus and javelin, we didn't have a coach. Oh wow. Um, we just kind of did what we You winged it. Yeah, we winged it. Uh, and even with that, my friend Sean became ranked in the state. Uh, Holy shit, I didn't he know was, that. Oh, he was a fantastic shot putter. So, but Mr. Carlson, eighth grade, I threw like 98, 99 feet first meet. And of course, I'm like 13 feeling myself. I think like I know 35 yards. Yeah, I think I know everything at that point. And he's trying to tell me something to correct it. And I, I got mouthy. I was like, bro, like I know what I'm doing. Right. And he's like, he's like, you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. He's like, you could be really good, but you're not listening. And I was like, stop it, dude. I was like, and he kept yelling at me. So finally he goes, do me a favor. Put this on. And he blindfolded me. And he made me do uh, the spin for an hour with nothing in my hand. Wow. So you really grooved the uh, the movement at yeah. that point. Wow. Yeah. That's and awesome. Every time I would do, because I was doing one thing very stupid. It's great advice. Actually. And well, here, this was his advice. He's like, you have potential to be very good at this. The problem is you're not willing to pull your head out of your ass and become coachable. He's like, and that won't just let you not grow in this. It'll fucking slow you down for everything in life. Completely, Great advice. And I remember getting in the car and I was like bitching about it to my mom. And she's like, he's right. She's like, you don't know what you're doing. You've been doing this for a week. She's like, pull your head out of your ass and start listening to him. And after that, I prided myself on becoming very coachable and just shutting up. Do you think teachers are that way these days or they just don't give a shit? I don't think they can be that way these That's days. That's what I was going to kind of get to. Because if they do, they'll go home and somebody like, did you tell my son yeah. to pull his head out of his ass? Yeah. You can't speak to him like that. I'm going to the board of ed. Yeah, some dipshit yeah, get the pulls fuck that out crap. Here. Kids need that shit. Absolutely. Kids need to be told. totally don't get it at home. Oh, dude. Between him and Mr. Jennings, old man Jennings, those were the two coaches that really uh, set you straight in life. Put me in my place. And Mr. Peeney. So when you're out teaching the kids here, I know you, uh, (laughs) you know, you're getting kids' faces. 
hundred percent. Yeah, I hit them with the truth. I made the little kids today apologize to their parents. Love it. They just didn't want to be here. They weren't doing anything. When I'd say, "Come on, guys, let's line up here," they were walking. And I tried. You know, I'm a big believer, and Pete McHugh said this: be the thermostat, not the thermometer. Okay. It's your job to set the tone and the temperature for the class. They'll be like, oh, these kids are dead today. So I'm I'm doing everything to try to pull them back. So I was like, guys, if we're not going to train, we'll just do warm-ups for the rest of the 30-minute class. They're not listening. They're not listening. They're not moving. They're not yeah, trying. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, so I fucking made them do warm-ups for 20 minutes. Wow. And then afterwards, I was like, don't apologize to me. I was like, you wasted your time. You wasted my time. I was like, but here's the worst part. You wasted your parents' time. And their money. And their money, yeah. I was like, this isn't free. They pay to be here. I was like, they pick you up from school. They grab your gi. They wash your gi. They bring you here. They take you home. They feed you dinner. They make your lunch. They get you ready for bed. And all you had to do today was try. Yeah. And you did it. I was like, you all owe your parents an apology. And I was like, and I always end class with, great job today. It's like, I'm not going to lie to you. It wasn't a great job. I was like, and I know we end class with a high five. But today... I'm not giving it. So it was all the kids? Because you usually have a pretty stacked uh, crowd here. It was the three to five-year-olds. It was was the four to six-year-olds, four to six-year-olds. And it was brutal. (laughs) The thing is, like, when one of them's not focused, they all look at that kid, and they're like, that's it. But the problem wasn't the little ones. I can deal with the little ones. It's like those six and five-year-olds. It's like, you know better. Yeah. And like I tell them, I was like, guys, I saw you at the Halloween party. I know you're comfortable on these mats. I saw you running around and sprinting, but now you want to walk. Fuck that. Right. So, and I, and I do teach the kids class enough where I'm like, I know that they're better than that. Right. You know, it's not like I'm like coming in blind, like, oh, geez, what's that? No, no, I know what And I know do. you get in Benny's face when he's uh, slacking I, a little. I get in his face more than anyone. Yeah. It's terrible. But when he does well, I'm the first one to tell him how proud I am. I like, I really go over and above to show okay. him. Like, and I always ask him like, are you proud of yourself? Wow, that's a great question. I'm like, are you proud? Do you see what you did? Look at your work. That's a mature question for a five-year-old, six-year-old. It's actually something that my wife taught me from one of her uh, seminars that she went to. That's She's awesome. like, people always tell their kids how proud they are. Start teaching them to be proud of themselves. So, you know, he has like this like notebook with like his writing from September, October, mm-hmm. November. So I'm like, Benny, look at how you wrote in September. Now look, right. I, I was like, you're you in between this. the lines. Everything's neat. I was like, we're getting better. I was like, you're working hard. Are you proud of yourself? And he's like, yes. I was like, does this make you feel good knowing that you got better wow. because you worked hard? That's beautiful. And he goes, yeah. I was like, now imagine how much better you'll be if you keep working hard. Wow. And it, and it uh, resonates in him. You can tell. I hope so. <laughs> right. <laughs> the three-year-old gets it. Okay. She's like, yeah, I'm getting better too. Look at my work. And I'm like, oh shit. Her handwriting's neater than his. Right. That's <laughs> like it always is. Girls, girls, girls just man. mature, man. I have a what's the deal thing. And uh I had I had to throw this by you because I'm like kind of new to social media stuff. I don't mean to sound like the old guy, but you're not even on Instagram, dude. I know, I know, I gotta get there. But uh I was looking at TikToks and reels and, and these short videos. Yeah. What's the deal with like, do you, I don't know if you get this, like they show real after real after real of Indian people from India, like wiping their kids' butts and they're playing this music and like the kid farts. Where are you watching that? Uh, I think it's on Facebook or no, it's on YouTube. Sorry. So, so you're doing like YouTube shorts? Yeah. 
And that's yeah. what you what pops up on your video. It keeps popping up. You got to like, stop watching the them. Fuck you got to stop watching them. Because here's the thing. Every time you watch them. I know there's a billion people over there and I can't get through a billion, you know, dude, don't present this channel. You got to start searching for shit because all that stuff is an algorithm. Oh, is it? Like if you look at my phone, it's going to be nothing but like jujitsu, MMA. I, yeah, I get that too. Show. But like if you start watching certain, for example, perfect example, uh, a Miley Cyrus video popped up and I mm-hmm. watched it and then I scrolled and I watched the next one. Then I looked up Miley Cyrus and I started looking oh, and then so guess it, what? It, it, Her shit just kept popping. That's I why Elvis it. pops up on my phone all well, the time. Well, what's the deal with like the chimp monk voice? You ever see that I one? I don't fucking know, dude. That's your algorithm. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> these little, these young girls are saying like, like talking in chipmunk voice and like i have no idea what, what you're talking fuck? about that does not pop up my feet because that's not like gary's algorithm he's probably just got big butts shaking all day long okay. <laughs> because that's what he's looking at that's what he's looking at okay now it's starting to make sense because i'm thinking like fantasy football i get i get like the political stuff i yeah. certainly get the bjj stuff oh bro but every now and then i'll get like like you know oh, what's gonna happen because we had this conversation what not to cut you off but here's how it works tell me because we just had this conversation, I guarantee when I look at my phone later, there's going to be some Indian video. Guarantee that's <laughs> how it works. I'll show you what I'm talking about. After, I literally, after this. I'll see an ad for something that I want to purchase and I'll forget it. And then I'll like just be around my phone and be like, hmm, I would love to see the ad for those little fans that you put on a picnic table to keep the mosquitoes away. So you're saying away. that Siri kind of relays that information or Alexa oh, or whatever brother. the fuck? They're listening. <laughs> People are like, oh, the algorithm. Yeah, the algorithm is listening. <laughs> listening catching on to us. <laughs> well, because there's things- I was writing down the, the ones that I get a lot. Like, uh, there's one of like a phone dialing the McDonald's tune. I'm like, no, oh, I've never seen any da, da, of these. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, what the fuck? Or, I'm so hungry the guy right would now like, you saying McDonald's I know, right? triggered Oh, me. dude, I'm so into McDonald's. Uh, trivia? Like the guy in the street, like saying, give me like three presidents in the United States. And these dipshits can't even answer that question. Oh, like the conservative shit? Yeah. Like people are like, so you want free college for everyone. Awesome. What continent are we on? Right. Like, USA? <laughs> exactly. I get so much Are people shit. that fucking stupid? Or like this one I love. Uh, what is $100,000 worth in each state? You know, mm. it says if you make $100,000. This amount of taxes comes out. This amount of taxes comes out. This this amount of taxes come out, and then like in Portland, Oregon, it comes out to like forty two percent of your earnings. Dude, I I saw something like that. No, it was like what if you made ten million dollars in California? There you go. How much would you keep? And the guy breaks it down. That's what I'm talking if, about. If you made ten million in California, mm-hmm. you end up with like four point one mil. Yeah, it's fifty two percent of your taxes. Fifty two percent of your uh, taxes. Same as New York. That's I'd fucking cry. Yeah. And they have these things called jock taxes too, where they nail like a Russell Wilson for like a mill here, a mill there. Oh, <laughs> Just did you because. imagine you made $10 million and you're like, fuck yeah. Why do you think Tyreek Hill went to Florida? You know, yeah. why do these guys go to Texas yeah. or, or this and that? They don't want to play for the Jets. They don't want to play for Buffalo even because you can get hit with New York taxes. Yeah. They play for the fucking commanders and go live in Delaware. You know what? That's exactly it. So. It, I, mm. That's why guys like playing for the Giants. You get all that New York, uh, New York Maybe media, you, New York fanfare. Live in Jersey. New Jersey taxes are less than New York, without yes, a doubt. But you they're get still crammed. not. But they're still not good. What about the uh, the other uh, TikTok that I noticed was they give money now for um, like they they walk up to somebody and they say, "Hey, do you have two bucks? I'm I'm shy two dollars." And the woman gives it to him and he says, "I'm just like rewarding people that that do good deeds." Yeah, I've I seen like, those. Those are great. 
you know, or the dog ones, you know, when they rescue the dog. Oh, I love the dog rescue. Uh, the dog rescue ones are great. So, I'm uh, men's groomer, the guy whose product I use, mm-hmm. he what he does is a lot of uh, proceeds of his products go to keeping uh, people off the street and helping the homeless and, you know, drug addiction. Cool. And it goes to a specific rehab that I think he actually went to. Mm-hmm. And he'll like take like, you know, these homeless guys off the street, give them a haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's And then he'll be like, if you're ready to like turn it around, like I'll, I'll pay for your first month today. And, uh, yeah, but they're playing that really sad music too. He did an update yesterday. (laughs) This one guy's been sober for 60 days already. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. All right. So the Indian farting thing. Stop watching it. Yeah. And I have a feeling it has, you know, because my neighbors are all Indian or just out loud. Be like, I don't like these videos. (laughs) I don't like these videos. I want big butts jiggling. Exactly. And then you're like, Whoa. give me the, give me the Gary tone in playlist. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh yeah. That's watch the way, him, wait, watch those butts jiggle, man. That's the way it comes on. He yeah, announces it. It's good. It's the point of having a big butt if you can't make it jiggle. <laughs> Fucking Gary. I'll be looking. Here's how bad it is. I'll like be going through like the reels <laughs> on my phone and Steph will be like, what the fuck? Is that Gary? I'm like, yeah, it's Gary. She goes, oh God. She goes, you know, I can't watch his story when I'm at work. I'm like, neither can I. Because it'll be like jujitsu, jujitsu, big old booty just bouncing right. up and down. But everybody knows. It's the tone and playlist. It's fantastic. I love that kid. I love, well, he's not a kid. He's 30 years old, 30 something years old. Well, he would be, yeah, because he, uh, Matt was saying last week, Matt Broad mm-hmm. um, was saying that he and uh, Gary about the same age. And I think Matt yeah. is about 30, 31 now. Yeah. Gary, I think Gary just turned 31. Good place to be. Okay. So what I wanted to do is, like I said, get your predictions on different events. Here we go. I wish I had a crystal ball. Okay. So let's start off with like sort of social world events. Okay. All right. The Russian-Ukraine war. Nuclear war. It's all coming to an end. No soon. way. Yeah. I don't, I'm not buying that. We're dead. No. We're done. <laughs> you re- no, I'm being serious. Like, I don't think it's going to go down like that. I don't think anything's going to go down for at least two more years. That I agree with. But how does it end? Depends who goes in in two years. Okay. See, I'm thinking like they're basically going to stalemate and Russia's going to take like the eastern part of Ukraine and then Ukraine's going to say, okay, enough already. Take that because we know you want a buffer zone. Well, I We're just, joining NATO out now. I just listened to Tulsi Gabbard on uh, on the Rogan Love podcast her. and she was like legitimately terrified for that situation. Mm-hmm. She's like, we are continuing to poke that bear. That's exactly it. There, was, there are fucking boots on the ground right now. I'm hearing. Uh, yeah, that's fucking. That's a big deal. Yeah, there are American soldiers in Ukraine right now. She's like, I don't think people realize how close we are to nuclear war. Yeah. She goes, and it's scary. So that's why I kind of feel like it, this election is going to be big Huge. because other countries are paying attention. Yep. And if you get someone like Putin over there, Putin's listening, and he's like, okay, that country's starting to go in this direction. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll stay put. But if they see we're going in a different direction, it's like, yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah. No. Okay. Any other wars you see in the next five years? I don't know, man. I can't get heavy into that stuff. That, I, start, I stay I away from predictions. It. I need your Any predictions. Any other wars? I think it really comes down to who's in office. Okay. I get it. I really do. The weak horse invites that shit. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, not for nothing, people want to talk shit. Donald Trump was the first president, I forget how long, that did not start did not a have new a war. war. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of that, who wins the Congress on November the 8th? House oh. of Reps. Oh, it's going to be red. It's, I think it's going to be a curb stomp. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be close. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's going to be a massacre. Yeah, me too. Um, I think, what was it? Was it last year or two years ago 
where a lot of states like Virginia went red for the first yeah. time. Yonkin and like last year. New Jersey almost almost, almost went red. Which, yep. I mean, mm. Looks like New York's going to go red this year. Lee Zeldin, baby. Silent majority, my friend. Hell yeah. Silent majority. So People does, are sick of this shit. So is Biden running in 24? I really don't think so. I don't think so either. I think the dude is basically like a one-termer. If he runs again... Oh, they're going to lose bad. It's going to be bad. Okay. Um, but I don't see him running again. The problem is, who does? Well, they don't have anybody on the bench. That's Not the thing. a single person. Yeah. Not one person. Okay. Let's move on to the economy. When does gas prices start coming down? Uh, right before the election. No, the election is next week. No, no, no. The presidential. Oh, the presidentials. Okay. Yeah. So that's what, two years? Yeah, I think we're going to sit at between like three to three fifty a gallon. I say it's going higher. You think it's going to go higher? Much higher. They they haven't done anything as far as refining. I think it's going to stay put. Okay. I think we're going to see it go up again in the summer. They're running out of diesel fuel down south now. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mean, it's 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 compounding. Bad. I'll tell you what I'm more nervous about than gas prices. Okay, groceries. Oh, same thing. We're yeah. going to get fucking killed. Yeah, I, I'll tell you right now. It because if you can't deliver the food. You know, with the diesel prices. Dude, forget the delivery. I just read somewhere that the cost of running a tractor now on a farm is up to like $700 a day. Yeah, it's crazy. From like 2019 where it was like 250 300 mm-hmm. That's a lot. Nope. So I don't think people realize like we're going to run out of food. And I mean like run out like we're going to be on the streets killing squirrels to eat. But if you can't afford food now. $15 an hour isn't going to cut it. Exactly. And if you're making just enough to have a decent living right now, you're going to spend a lot of money on your food. We're, we're eradicating the middle class. Yep. Because the inflation. It's the haves and the have nots. Yep. That's it. Yep. And I, like, I try to tell Steph every week, I'm like, be grateful that we can fucking afford groceries and we just bitch about how much it costs. And that you have a gun in the house, too. Fucking a. Where's your phone? <laughs> Standing here with a fucking like an arm. So you gotta guard. get Steph a shirt that says "Where's your phone?" <laughs> I literally almost lost my mind when she said that, and like the that's not the right moment to piss me off. No, I'm standing with a loaded gun. Now you're standing there, the guns by your chest. Where's the phone? Do you just like close your eyes and just say, "Oh God." No, I literally yelled. I said, are you fucking kidding me right now? Because the way she asked it isn't like, it wasn't like inquisitive. Like, where's your phone? It's like, where is your phone? Like, I'm doing something wrong. Like, you know, like I'm just standing there. It's like, I'm standing here for a reason. I'm not just like, oh, hello, guys. (laughs) Oh, my God. Fuck it. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's get into a more positive thing. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest with you, Roy. Everything yeah. you just mentioned, I think it's going to go to shit for a little bit. I absolutely agree. The I don't think especially we're at the point 2023 where is going to be a, is a mess. It's a I, huge mess. I don't think we're heading in a direction where anything gets better. Yep. I don't think anything goes off the deep end from Ukraine and Russia to get. But it's going to be at stalemate. that point. It's going to be at a point where we're going to be looking at it very tense. Mm-hmm. We're going to look at gas prices very tense. Mm-hmm. We're going to look at groceries very tense. We're going to look at politics very tense. It's a very tense time. We're not fucking relaxed right now. Right. I because at any you. given moment. I agree with you. It's bad, man. Yeah. Uh, let's get more positive then. In the next 10 years, I'm going to give you one, two, three, four, five different uh, things. What kind of inventions? Uh, what does phones look like 10 years from now? 
I don't think they're this big physical thing anymore. I, I truly believe we're headed towards a world of uh, implants. Okay. I don't know about implants, but I'm, I'm seeing more like wearables, but they're yeah. much more... Glasses, yeah. contact. There you go. Exactly. Earpiece. You know. Those extremists will like have... an armband kind of thing where you just like... Yeah, I don't even, think yeah, it. I don't think it's even going like that. Well, you can think it if you do an implant. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. You just put a chip. Okay. I think I we're like headed that, that way. Uh, I also think, and I agree with a lot of people with this, I think we are headed to a fully uh, uh, autonomous reality world. It's going to be okay, a lot define of... define that a little bit. So you know what virtual reality is? Autonomous reality yeah. is like we're actually like living... AR, in. right, yeah. The metaverse is what we're going into. And I really think we're headed there. I think people are not going to be leaving. I don't think people want to be that in that, that kind of thing. And people your age think like that. Okay, so that's what I'm saying, yeah. But in 10 years... I'll still be around in 10 years, hopefully. Yeah, but you're not going to be the main consumer. A lot. You're not going to be the main market consumer. We're going to have a lot of money, though. The main market consumer is going to be the 26-year-olds to 30-year-olds. See, I'm the Gen X crowd, the beginning of the Gen X crowd. So, yeah, there's a lot of wealth in our... uh, Yeah, until they realize they want your wealth and they come up with the next COVID (laughs) that kills our old geezers. (laughs) That's what I was going to ask you in that thing. All right, what do cars look like in 10 years? They drive themselves and... Totally agree. They're going to be almost all electric. I don't see the electric. I think the electric thing is going to go real, real sideways pretty soon as they see these fires go down. I don't. And and I'm telling you, I I just don't see it. I think they're going to double down. I California literally, California literally just passed the bill saying that they're not going to make any more. I know. 2035, they're not going to have uh, uh, gas cars. But then, I then think, they told people not to plug in their cars. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 or the better question was when they were uh, talking in Michigan, the guy says, yeah, just plug your car in. And the uh, reporter goes, okay, where does the electricity come from? Well, what do you mean? It comes from the wall. He goes, no, no, no. Where does it come from? Yeah. It comes from coal. Yeah. So. Uh, no, I, I think it's going, I don't to, see that. it's going electric, and I'll tell you why. I think there's a lot of investors in it. And what you're going to see, this you're is, going to see all these uh, crude oil companies start going towards electric, and they're going to start going... Um, I just don't see it. It's coming, Roy. It's nothing we can do. Go... I agree, I think, but I, I do think that cars are going to be... Like, like This was my theory on cars. Tell me, so what do you think is coming? All right, if this is my theory on cars. They're going to go back to like... No, no, V8s I, and V10s? No, 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 nothing like that. What's going to happen is you're going to become much more Uberized. In other words, people are not going to own as many cars. And so what do you think? They'll goes- go on an app. They'll say, I want to go to the Bridgewater Mall or I want to go to the supermarket. And a self-driven car is going to drive up to your house. You're going to get in. There's going to be like a bridge table in the middle of the t- in the car. And you're just going to sit around the table and it's going to take question. you where you need to go. Okay. And what's that Uber car going to run on? It's going to be on gas. I think you're out of your mind. I, I just don't see electricity. Well, actually, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe electrical cars for short-term things, that that may be. You're, you I might think, be right there. I, I think There'll be making, a fleet of, of electric cars. That that possibly I could say, yeah. I'll tell you right now. Uh, there was a car shortage mm-hmm. because all these cars were missing chips, Yep. right? You couldn't buy a car. You couldn't find a car. Right. These car dealerships were empty. I remember because I went looking. And Steph was like, she goes, there's no fucking car shortage. They're going to not let people buy a car. And then they're just going to push electric, push electric, push electric, push electric. Mm-hmm. And then when the cars come back, they're all going to be electric. And you know what? Cars are back in these dealerships and they're all either electric or smart V6s or hybrids. I see a hybrid. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. 
Because I don't think you're going to be at least ten years. I don't see it completely. Well, that's why. That's why I'll never get rid of my truck. They can't. They can't get rid of this infrastructure that they developed around petroleum. So they can slowly start leaning it off, which they're doing now. This was Steph, the woman that said, "Where's the phone?" Yeah, (laughs) I was shocked when (laughs) she made that observation. I was shocked. I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "That actually made sense, Mama." I was like, "You you kind of woke." My truck. You can't buy that truck in a V8 anymore. Yeah. They stopped making it. Right. I've seen that. They did the same with the uh, the Lexus uh, uh, SUV. They don't make a uh, six-cylinder. They make an M and a four-cylinder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much longer until it just becomes hybrid? Then it becomes electric. I wouldn't be surprised. That That's right. But I don't think it's 10 years. You know? I, I think within 10 years, it's going to be very difficult to find a gas-powered car. Mm. And gas is going to be $10 a gallon. Mm. Possibly. It's going to be a luxury. All right. I disagree, but all right. Uh, so and lettuce is going to be a luxury you're going to be paying 150 dollars <laughs> for a head of lettuce <laughs> but here was the thing that i just read that they are coming up with gene therapy at this point that over the next uh 10 years they can extend your life like 25 years i don't know if i want that so i may be here a little longer than i think i'm around I, the way the world <laughs> looks though listen i would love to have you here longer but the way the world looks i don't know if i want 25 more years i read something the other day it's like you know uh you know, the reason people start to hurt in their 30s is mm-hmm. because, you know, before modern medicine, the life expectancy was 30 to the 40 years. Yeah, exactly. So when you're in your 30s and your neck hurts and your back hurts and your knees hurt, yeah. that's your body's way of telling you we're not supposed to be here anymore. Yeah. Yep. It's true. I kind of feel that way. And people are like, you can live an extra 25 years. I'm like, why the fuck would I want to? <laughs> well, it's funny. We're having this conversation. And it's like... I fu- you we're I'm sorry, Roy. We're yeah. living in a world where you got to convince a fucking man that he can't get pregnant. Yeah, that I was going to get into that that whole thing too. I think that's coming to an end real soon. Yeah, it is. I totally agree. Yeah, it's the old weak men create weak societies. Weak societies create strong men, and we're we're heading back towards that thing. So towards that end, will there be another COVID? Yes, within the next five to ten years. Absolutely to that level. Uh, I don't if, see that. If Democrats are in office, yes. <laughs> okay. I hate to say it, but it's fucking true. Okay. Look at who shut down the states. I That I agree with. I'm not talking about the reaction. I'm saying, because that shit, they just are finding out that it was actually from the lab. Oh, I saw. Yeah. I saw. But if you posted that shit on your Instagram a year yep. ago, they ghosted your ass. Absolutely. For spreading false information. Mm-hmm. The agree. fact that 100%. Pfizer and Moderna were aware that there were... Uh, that their vaccine was harmful in toddlers, <laughs> yep. but they still said it was okay. It's, I don't put anything past these people who are I in actually agree. Because what we're talking about is billions of dollars. Yep. And when these people operate with the amount of money they're operating with, <laughs> their soul isn't worth enough. Yeah. They're like, fuck yeah. I give a pass. It. I give a pass to the corporations because I like the idea of corporations having a greed effect. But I don't understand why there wasn't a government body that didn't shut that shit down. Because they they seem to be paid. really into it. It seemed to be a, a very very they're invested. Yeah, it's the, old, it's the old George Carlin bit. Every politician should dress like a NASCAR driver, so we see who they're sponsored. Who they're sponsored? Wow, that's great. I like that. And it's true. It's true. Yeah. Like Nancy Pelosi made like two hundred million dollars. Yeah. Doing Come the uh, doing these pretty. Uh, Pretty genius, like stock moves. Yeah. That's what I love about uh, Ron DeSantis. He says it all the time. He goes, "All these politicians that were shutting down their states, they were all hanging out in Florida." Yeah, 
and that's like for me, I'm like that AOC, guy's got a different Whitmer, view. Whitmer, all those. Yeah, AOC shit was down there partying it up, no mask. Yep, yep. You know, you had Gavin Ross, Gavin, Gavin, Gavin Newsom, Gavin, Gavin Ross at the, uh, the Gavin restaurant. Newsom throwing himself a party, and his kids went to school. Meanwhile, oh, they shut shit. down the uh, the public schools. Rules for thee, not for me. No doubt. Will towards that end, will we react the same though? I don't think we will. I think there's going to be a shitload of pushback. I here's the problem with that, Roy. Okay. Too many people complied. They did. I think it. it I think they're going to be pretty savvy to do it next time, though. There's only one way to prove that on election day. Right. On election day. And this isn't me saying, like, get out there and vote, but on election day, if you felt a certain way, now is your time to have your voice be yeah. heard. And go out there. And I think that's why the last election. There was one party that pushed certain shit, and there was another party that pushed certain shit, and read between the lines as to who, was, who did right by the economy. Mm. So. Florida never skipped a beat. Exactly. I was down there during that time. I was yeah. in the malls. Nobody was like masking yeah. up. And if you were, I get it because there's an older crowd down there. But business was open and ready. Uh, New York, just uh, the judge just ruled that all state employees that lost their job yep. because paid. of not getting the vaccine, not only had to get their job back, back pay. Get paid. That's why I'm saying there's, there's, there's a definite reaction to this. And I like it. It's a delayed reaction. Mm-hmm. It's the proper reaction. The problem is now you're seeing how badly the government and the media really did gaslight oh, us. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. Gaslight us. Yep. That's not true. No, no, no. We're, you're making that up. Stop spraying that. False information. Yep. And now it's like, oh, yeah, it was actually uh, true. Yeah, they it's just, like, no they just talked about it the was. other day. DHS was working with uh, you know, the uh, Facebook as well as uh, Twitter to uh, shut down any kind of dissenting voices. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so, so it's just, it's sad we saw. I hope we never forget what happened. That's what I'm banking on. The problem is there's too many people that complied. I you, Listen, and not for nothing, when I, when I see people wearing a mask now, I'm like, all right, I get it. I go for it. But in my head, I'm like, why? Yeah, I feel the same way. But it's like, I will never, ever say to somebody that has that kind of fear, you're being irrational. I get it. But there's know. too many of them. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I, I see a lot of older folks wearing it. Yeah, I get that. That makes sense. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I will never, you know, kind you of know, I still see people that. in their car driving with the mask. I'm oh, like, well, what are you doing? That's this was stupid two years ago. That's a putz. But. You know. All right. So uh, are we going to be eating the same amount of meat in the next 10 years or will that be a uh, thing too? Getting rid of the meat? Yeah. Uh, because I it goes back to the, the farming thing you were talking about. I think we're going to be eating more meat because I think we're going to find out that all this uh, impossible meat and you know impossible burger is uh, cancerous. <laughs> Could be. Could <laughs> because be. there's so much shit in there that you're not... It's chemicals. They're yeah. mixing chemicals to make food taste like meat. Yep. It's not healthy. Yeah. I think we're going to see us going back. Okay. I, I really hope the pendulum starts to swing the other way. I just believe that we're at that point right now where... It's it's gonna get a little bit worse. Like we're not there yet. Yeah, the uh, yeah, that it's crowd is still. Uh, well, they're gonna they're gonna get like I said, curb stomped in on November, and that's gonna be the first yeah sign of like shut the fuck up yeah, about this shit already. That's when you start seeing that pushback. Yep, that's when you're gonna see things get a little bit. Yeah, because they saw how Florida handles things, and mm-hmm. they see how Curry Lake out in Arizona is handling these people. All these types of governors, they're not gonna take crap from these people anymore. Um, as far as the climate, 
is there going to be a, uh, a big issue as far as that goes? Because they're talking about it at the UN sinking a whole lot of pension funds and, and things into uh, a climate uh, fund. You're talking about like climate change? Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know enough about climate change to really fucking give my opinion on it. Okay. Um, what I did have someone tell me one time is that the earth, it's not so much uh, global warming, it's global adjustment where the earth kind of has to adjust to itself. I think a lot of the problems with climate change is things that we're doing, you know, with the fuel and things we're putting in the air and pollution, and we're just not taking the proper steps to stop it. Um, the problem is that people that control those proper steps are in power, and we saw how willing they were to destroy <laughs> exactly. the economy and the country and let people die to make money. Because in their mind, well, we're not going to live forever, so why not be rich while I'm here? I get it. I get it. All right, let's move on to much more pleasant topics. We got We did the whole, like world thing sports who's going to the super bowl i'm gonna say philadelphia and buffalo okay that really really i mean that makes sense now i mean because you're about halfway through the season more than halfway actually Mm -hmm. uh i always go back to the injuries you know philadelphia looks good right now they do but if Jalen hurts or, or somebody like at that level gets but hurt. You can't go by that. I can't I, predict I know. that future. Um, I just don't but see if them. we if we're going by teams right now, you got to figure Philadelphia's already in the playoffs. Yeah. They're most likely, they're probably definitely going to win the division. And they're most likely going to knock up, lock up the number one seed, which gets them that bye week. Right. I'm not a fan of that, but, uh, and home field advantage. So now you got to go through Philly to get in right uh my thing is if you really look and at the town the, is electric right now with the world series on fire yeah and if you look at the nfc who else is coming out of there i'm gonna throw it i'm gonna throw one at you that you're not gonna believe it but i really do believe because they're handling their injuries beautifully and that's new orleans no i don't think they're built for that run though they may not be but damn they've had some tough injuries and they're still like in these games I mean, you can see that same like thing the about the fifth, Giants. Have, Giants are 6-2. Yeah, I would. I don't think the Giants are going to the Super Bowl. No, I don't see They're them not a team coming out of Philly. Yeah. I could see Minnesota make a push. Nah, none they're of the, uh, really those, like the that, But they're going to make the playoffs. What I'm Exactly, this is what I'm saying. These right. are the teams going to the playoffs. You know, San Francisco? You know, no, maybe. There's a little bit of a resurgence there with hurt Chris again. McCaffrey. He'll get hurt again. But that's a playoff team. I wouldn't be surprised the Rams? to see Cincinnati turn it back on again. They had a shitty game so. last week, but uh, Jamar Chase is going to come back, and then they'll. Uh, I think you're going to see a rematch between Kansas City and Buffalo in the AFC Championship. Yeah, and Buffalo is going to win this time. Buffalo's going to win it. I'll tell you right now, I'm cheering for Buffalo to win the Super Bowl. Oh, I'd love to see Buffalo win it. They those fans deserve it. They really do deserve it. Yeah, I mean, I love Philly too. I used to live there, but uh, it's it's yeah. I, it's I Buffalo's be, time. Baby. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be uh, bummed out of either one of those. No, I mean, listen, Philly looks good, man. They really do. They but here's the thing. Good. And they're hitting on all cylinders. They're hitting on offense, defense, special teams. But the problem is, is that they've never been injured. None of their guys have been injured yet. And I'm, I always kind of like say, they when's might that not. shoe going to drop? And they might not. Yeah. And they just made some acquisitions. Yeah. All they're, right. They're so you're there. saying Philly, Buffalo, Buffalo. Who wins it? Buffalo. Yeah. I'd love to see that. I mean, like I said, I don't care because I love and, them both. But. And as a Giants fan, that excites me. Yeah, because you because got uh, Buffalo's yeah. going in there. You got the coach. There we go. Yeah, and it's funny. Like now, when I watch the Bills, 
So like this weekend was a perfect example. I watched the Bills game or I watched the Giants game. Then I watched the Bills game right, right. after. And I'm like, huh, I see what we're doing. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Do you see the game plan playing 100%. out? 100%. Yeah. I see it. They build the defense first that becomes fearsome. Yep. And then they start bringing in some of these really athletic guys on defense. offense. You build a strong offensive line. Yep. You let your quarterback play football. Because that was that was Buffalo's thing. Because I, mm-hmm. I was a huge New England Patriot fan. Uh, you know, seven Super Bowls. Um, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. Patriots huge... dominating for three decades. Well, they had one quarterback for that's three decades. Can't take but, it away anyway, from them, though. As a Pats guy, I, what I noticed about Buffalo was when they finally started getting good, it was from the defensive end. Mm-hmm. And you start saying, oh, man, this is not a Patsy team anymore, like the Jets or Miami. Step one, stop teams from scoring. Exactly. Step two. That's why I love stop, New Orleans. Stop other teams from hitting your quarterback. Yep. Step three, establish a run. A run opens up the pass. Step four, mm-hmm. have someone that can catch the ball. Yep. And that's what the Buffalo Bills did. Yep. And if you look at what the Giants are doing, I'm like, I see. So were you happy with the Kadarius uh, trade? I was. Okay. I was. Because he's a, he's an athlete, man. He's an athlete, but here's how I see it. Uh-huh. Could he go to Kansas City and become a star? Absolutely. If they need somebody like that. And he could. He could He could be the next Tyreek Hill over there. Yeah. But he never did that in New York. No. So for me, it's like, I'm not too upset about it. I, I don't so. I don't play the whole, oh, if we would have kept him. No, 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 no. Yeah. He wasn't playing here. He wasn't doing anything. So he's gone. Yeah. Have fun in Kansas City. We've got a team to build. And by we, I mean Joe Shane and Brian Dable. I'm not that guy who's like, oh, we're cooling it. I'm not a wee guy. <laughs> like, oh, we fucking lost this weekend. No, the Giants lost. Yeah. I, I lost three hours of my day. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah, I don't see any of the teams that, like like I said, I, I think you might be missing it with uh, with New Orleans because I really, really do believe they're, they're a tough team um, once they get their I'm quarterback I'm not saying they're not there. a tough team. What that I'm saying is, is really sharp. do they have what it takes to make a playoff run and get to the Super Bowl? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. And if you well, not at, against a Buffalo or a Philly right now. Maybe no. Philly, but I don't know. I don't think they're beating Philly, dude. No, I'm with you. No. No. I, like, like, dude, the NFC is the winningest division in the NFL right now. Easy. The NFC East. Yeah. You know, so I think the Giants are going to end the season with nine or ten wins. Which you never would have expected. No, I'll take it. Uh, could they make the playoffs with that? Maybe. Of course they will. Because uh, Dallas ain't going to do it. Dallas can still pull off a couple wins. I wouldn't be shocked to see the Giants... Cowboys and Eagles all make the playoffs. Yeah, easy. I could see that too. Because I see here's what I predict for the Giants. I think six and two is great. I think the next the back half is gonna be a little rough. I didn't see their schedule. Houston and Detroit. Okay. I think those are those should be one. They should now be. I will say this. I did tell people when the Giants were playing uh whoever they played last week, and then they played uh who did they just play? Well, this is the one they lost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they lost that, and then I was like, Giants are going to win all four. Seattle, they're not going to win all four. They're going to lose one of those games. They have to. So I'm still on pace for that. I think they win the next two. That puts them at 8-2. and two. Then they have Philly. I think the Giants lose both to Philly. They have to. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that right that. there, that's four losses. The Cowboys the way you're talking, game. The way you're talking is interesting because you're setting Philly up for an undefeated season almost. I don't think they go undefeated. There's a, there's a loss in there. Okay. There's a loss. Like there's, maybe the Cowboys like pull it out or something like that. 
you can never look. I would be surprised if they lose to like the Commanders. Yeah, possibly. Because that's usually how it happens. Taylor Heineke? Wow. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> I think the Giants. So the Giants win the next two. That puts them at eight. They lose both to the Eagles. That's eight and four. I think they lose to the Cowboys again. That's eight and five. Uh, and then I think they split with the Commanders. Okay. So that's that's nine and six. And then I forget what their other two games are. All right. All right, so I move. think the Giants walk out with 10 wins and possibly making the playoffs. Love it. Next prediction. Will college athletes finally get paid? They're already getting paid. I mean, really, like, set up a whole union structure, that whole thing. Uh, that's sketchy. Because we're I don't talking, think, like, over the next five, ten years. I don't think the NFL would allow that to happen. Yeah, oh, that would set it up for massive contracts at that point. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the NFL really wants that either. No. Because now you run into a situation where this kid's making $50 million in college. <laughs> exactly. So when he comes into the NFL, he's like, I need $80 I want a million. Hondo. Yeah. It's like, uh, no. All right. So I think that's where you see dad step in and go <laughs> slow the fuck down right and they will the nfl will absolutely step in and so be like cap the uh, the earnings probably based on what the whole team makes correct like, like alabama for instance yeah. they won't give individual contracts right. or whatever individual They'll say, here's how much your team like a salary cap yes exactly and they keep it very very low low yeah i could see that and then players would that be makes allowed, sense though yeah, and, but then players will be allowed to make money. And you other have the athletes. incentive. Yeah. They're not feeling like they're getting shafted, you know, because people right. buy a bunch of like Najee Harris shirts and right. you're not getting a dime for it. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Well, say, for example, take someone like a Reggie Bush, right? right? Let's say USC is like, listen, this is how much they get. This is the max they can give you. The max they can give this player is $1.5 million a year. Mm-hmm. All right, great. You're going to make $6 million in college. Right. That's fantastic. But now you can sell all your merchandise. And get a cut of that. So now let's say you make $20 million selling wow. jerseys, selling bobbleheads, which is not irrational. See, I don't see that. Let me let me throw something by you. Once you get that $20 million, that's FU money. There's not going to be that much of an incentive to, to like put it all on the line in the NFL. I think it's going to be a lot less money. I agree. You After know, I said that, they need to keep it like at a f- like five hundred thousand. You got to give them something that makes them want to go to the next level. That's what I'm saying, exactly. Right. Like when you're giving a sixteen year old kid fifteen dollars an hour, mm-hmm. how are you motivating him to go to school? That's my point. When he's making a living wage, right? That's exactly my point. Nobody thinks yeah. about that. That's Everybody right. deserves to make a living if they have a job. Mm, not true. That's where you say things like, "Where's the phone?" Everybody deserves a fucking opportunity. <laughs> Everybody deserves an opportunity. That entry-level job, that's your opportunity to do something more. Well, of course, that's the basis of capitalism. Get a skill set. You, you you move on from there. All right. Let's get uh, personal. Ooh. Okay. Uh, I'm putting 15, 20 years on the odometer for Benny. What's his job? Is he married? So you're talking about Benny's 15 you're, or 20 years? 20 years on, on Benny. He's 25 years old now. I will say this. Is he married? What I don't think he'll of... be married. Okay. If I do my job, he won't be married. <laughs> Nothing against marriage, but you know, 25 is a young age. This is my prediction for my son. Okay. Uh, I don't know what he's going to do for a career. I don't know what path he's going to choose, but I truly believe with all my heart and soul when me and Steph or when Steph and I go visit him at work, it's going to be fucking cool. Wow. Okay. I do. I don't think he's going to be in an office. I don't see him doing something. Like okay. That. Some creative. I, I think he's very creative. Nice. Either in 
in the performance realm or the musical realm or maybe something he hasn't quite discovered yet. Like computer yet. graphics or something like that. No, 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 no. This kid. He's got to act it out. He's going to be, he needs attention. Okay. <laughs> he needs people to watch him. He needs, you know, I just, I see that with him and I see it with him when he watches concerts with me or you know, when he's he has engrossed. to act things out or yep. when he watches a movie. Dude, he'll watch movies. I can't watch movies with him because he'll watch a scene, then he'll rewind it, play it, rewind oh, it, he's one play of those. it, okay. rewind wow. it, play it. He goes to my favorite part. And then he starts memorizing it. He'll memorize songs after hearing it once. Beautiful. I just introduced him to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So I think something of that nature. Do I think he'll be an athlete? I would like him to be. Do I think that's in him? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think he's natural. I think he's athletic. I don't know if he's going to want to do sports in that okay. sense, but I could be wrong. Now, what about Juliana? That girl's got her path already. She's 25 years old now. She married? No. Okay. She's a different kind of person though. Yeah. She's I a different you. breed. Wow. <laughs> she's a different fucking breed. Juliana's going to be 25 years old with cauliflower ear. Oh, you really think she's going to play this path? Wow. Yeah, Interesting. I, I think it's in her. Wow. Uh, oh. I don't want to be that typical dad like I should be an ADCC champ. I don't I don't know any of that. But I yeah. think she's gonna she's she's got a natural liking to this. Okay. And she's got a knack for being very coachable. And even her mother is like, I know she's gonna be doing something where I'm not gonna be able to look at the TV. <laughs> I love it. All right, where uh, where are you in ten years? I'm hoping alive. Okay, fair uh, enough. ten years. Well let's roll the dice and say you are. Uh, I don't know, man. You in the same house? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'm glad to hear it. I mean, I listen. If I don't, know, maybe, maybe you're moving on up. <laughs> maybe I don't know. We're moving on. I don't know. I here's how I look at it. Okay. And I was talking to Tom about this. I don't. I don't believe in expectations. I don't believe in you know putting things out there or asking for things. But I also don't believe in not asking for it. I did ADCC East Coast trials. Mm-hmm. I had no intention of doing the West Coast. I did ADCC West Coast trials. I had no intention of doing the Worlds. Champions, right. I did Worlds. I had no intention of doing it again. That doesn't mean that I never had the intention of doing it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just treat it as here's my opportunity. The dominoes are tumbling correctly. I expect nothing to come after this. Okay. But I'm going to do the fucking best I can. So that <laughs> if that door does open again, they'll remember who kicked the motherfucker down last time. Right. Kind of like with this ECI. You know, I have no expectations. Mm-hmm. I'm excited that our little podcast that we started 16 months ago, mm-hmm. that's at around 20,000 streams, that's slowly growing, got invited to go do this yeah if nothing comes of it i'm excited we got to do it once people are going to get to see what we look like too more importantly but with that said okay i never go into it thinking this i'm gonna is wear all my aarp sweatshirt you should you should wear like a little name tag in case you get lost <laughs> so that said 10 years from now where am i i'm thinking i'm like a pickleball champion so <laughs> man i think 10 years from now i think hopefully we get to do some things together that'd be cool i love it in fucking boca and i just call you in every now and then like we got i'm not gonna be guests. in boca because i can't i can't do like 12 months of that surrounded by like tan jews no <laughs> <laughs> that's our peeps it's our people no well that's the thing with the emerald city like i told steph i was like you know 
I'm excited that we finally got to do something together. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because like I did the ADCC, like every time we talk on this podcast, it's things that I got to do. I told Steph, I'm like, this is fucking something I get to do with Roy. Ah, that's Like he put in the work too. Like I'm not in here by myself. Like I'm glad that we're both getting acknowledged for something. Okay. 10 years from now, what's Tom doing? Man, I, I, fuck, I really don't know. Okay. I really don't know. Uh, I think he'll probably still have the school. I don't know if he's there. Okay. I mean, he's um, running his kingdom beautifully. You know, he's, he's, he's getting got, to the point where by the time... These affiliates are beautiful. 10 years from now, he's 50. Right. You know, legend in the sport, doing a couple seminars a year. Right. Living the life. He did it. Out in the backyard by he the He lived pool. the jiu-jitsu lifestyle and did it. Right. You know, probably having celebrity friends. And what about our boy Gordon 10 years from now? Hopefully alive. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. With Gordon... I think he goes fucking nomad. I told I I'm telling you this. I think Gordon goes Hollywood. I do genuinely believe he's, he's gonna got, go, he's gonna land a movie role. He's got the connections for it. Yep. He's got the face for it. Yep. He don't got the voice. There's for there's it. no but there's no like action stars out there. Well, it's funny you fucking bring that up. Okay. I've been bringing it up since like Well, the the action part. Okay. He'd be a phenomenal action he star. He would fucking get himself an agent do a year of acting lessons oh be i had a amazing. whole conversation with him about getting a fucking agent i don't yep. even want to go down that road okay i told him i was like gordon you're doing things in this sport that no one's ever done exactly you need a fucking agent yep i was like you need someone advising who, him on the next step yes i was like if someone's like hey do my podcast talk to my agent hey i want you Talk to my agent. Yep. I was he's like, giving it away right now. All that shit. He's giving it away right now. And he's like, well, you know, agents are sometimes scumbags. I was like, no shit, they're scumbags. They're all scumbags. Lawyers are scumbags. Mm-hmm. Managers are scumbags. Coaches are scumbags. Everyone's a fucking scumbag. The key is, can you find someone who's enough of a scumbag where you're like, I'll fuck with you? Yep. I'm going to use you I was like, to move both of us forward. So I told him, I was like, Gordon, you always talk about the difference between you and everyone else in jujitsu is that you treat this like a professional. I was like, you're at a point now where... You're not just a professional jiu-jitsu guy. You're a professional athlete. Yep. Professional athletes have fucking agents. agents. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like you think LeBron sat down and set up his contract with Nike? Mm-hmm. No, some other dude yep. set that up. And I told him, I was like, bro, you got the connections where someone will get you a good agent. Go like, to like creative a- a CAA or well, dude, you know, out in California. Rogan. I was like, call Rogan and be like, who would be a good agent right. for me? Well, because Rogan played both sides of that. He was on the yeah. creative side with that TV show as well as... He... Call Mario Lopez. Yeah, exactly. Like, Yo, Lopez. Yep. He's He's got it. But it's funny you mentioned action films. I was talking to someone and they were like, we were talking about, you know, going back to what we were talking about before about where does this go? Where's the mm-hmm. pendulum swinging? And he said, you know, I think... I think we're due for like almost like an early 80s type lifestyle. Absolutely. He's like, you know, the 70s was all like hippies and love and this and that. Mm-hmm. And peace, not war. He goes, and people got so sick of that shit that the fucking 80s came around and it was steroids, cocaine, and every movie was blowing <laughs> shit up. Exactly. He goes, I think that's where we're, we're fucking oh, headed. Easily. Because like, Trump is I a lot it. like Reagan in that sense. Well, that's what he was saying. He goes, people were like, fuck that. Reagan, put him in there. Let's go. He's like, <laughs> reanimate him. He's like, people always said the 80s were the fucking best decade. He goes, goes, I think we're headed there. You know what? That makes a lot of sense. And that's a great prediction. I love that. When he said that, I was like, I agree. But then he said the same thing. He goes, I think it's going to get worse for a little bit. (laughs) It will. Because I don't know if you know this, but like from 78 to 81, we were in a serious shit ton of problems because Carter was the president at that time. Uh, There used to be 14% interest rates 
back then. You go buy a house, 14%. It's now at about 7%. 7.5 last time I checked. Crazy back then. Yeah. Okay. And then Reagan came in, solved that shit, and suddenly the 80s were rocking and rolling. And that went all the way through to 2000 because Clinton basically did the Reagan uh, yeah. game plan. I'm ready for some fucking rocking and rolling. Me too, baby. Me especially too. if it comes in right around 2025. Yeah. That puts me at that puts me at 40. 40 if i can get 15 good years out of that that puts me at 55 and yeah. then when the shit hits the fan i'm like yo hombre let me take a look at my portfolio yeah, exactly hasta la pasta kiddos and then benny would be like 30 be like what the fuck i'm like you'll survive kid you're covered you're covered, you'll survive brother. absolutely that's the way i see it that's the way i see it going okay 10 years on gary he's suddenly 40 years old what's gary all about porn <laughs> I think Gary's doing porn. <laughs> I do. I, I think Gary's living that rock star life. I could see him living. So he like, stays single or he gets married and gets divorced after you or, know a month or, or two. Or he gets married, has kids, and becomes that fucking all-American dad. Yeah, I could totally see that. You know, shirt and tie, yeah. doing like jujitsu commentary, mm -hmm. talking about like, That's oh, what I, I, was a, I was a wild boy in my young years. That's like, what I say. You were drinking champagne out of assholes on Instagram reels. <laughs> you were a wild man. That's what I say. Very you hard. see it. We get old. like, I'm starting to feel it now at 37. You can really feel yourself just Absolutely. kind of slow down where you're like, I can't do that shit. Exactly. I can't fucking party. All right, let's stay on BJJ. What does ADCC 2024 look like? 2026 look like i i don't know about 2026 i know 2024 is going to be massive. huge yeah it's gonna be big i guess let me put it a different way uh during gordon's reign after gordon's reign it depends okay well because here's the thing everyone always you know every time there's a king and there's always a king exactly people always wonder well there's never going to be anyone like him there was a kobe after Jordan. Yep. There was uh, LeBron after Kobe, yep. and it just keeps going on. And the show never ends. Exactly. They're always going to find a way to create the next star. Gordon's job right now is to make the sport so big that the sport realizes we need another star. Mm -hmm. And they're trying. Yep. They're trying. And I think, I think everyone's playing their role. Mm -hmm. I think everyone's playing their role. I know a lot of people were taken aback by, what, by the Rotolo brothers calling out Gordon. And in my head, I'm like, no, they're smart. Exactly. They're 19 years old. They see the writing on the they're wall. They're attaching themselves to Gordon in a sense. They're attaching themselves to Gordon yep. and they're creating their name. Yep. They realize like that spot's going to be up for grabs. Mm -hmm. Why not us? Right. And they can. Yep. And they absolutely can. Will they become the same star as Gordon? Maybe not. But they'll still be a fucking star. Absolutely. And that's the goal. They were the Nate, guys that gave Gordon a fight. You listen, know? Nate Diaz is a fucking star. But is Nate Diaz as big as Connor? No, no, he's not. And I, I, but he appreciates Connor, I think, because Nate is savvy about that. He's like, I knew Connor was the guy that was going to get me the big fight and the big money. Listen, I think there's a lot of respect there that they don't. Do you know how many boxers are really good right now that nobody knows what the fuck their oh, name is? Oh yeah, without a doubt. But everybody knows who Jake Paul is. Right. He's a star. Yep, he is. He's a star. So and he uh, keeps picking the right guys to fight. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be Nate Diaz next. Uh yeah, I actually think he give him a good fight. I think they've been setting that one up for a while. I think he takes Diaz. From Nate Diaz not taking the contract with the UFC when right. he was done to like the fight they've been setting it up. These guys are professionals. Yeah. You know, we fall into like, "Oh, you shoot." They know what the fuck is going on. They're pushing a fight. They're doing 
business. That's a great fight for uh, Jake, actually. I think he wins that fight. I do, too. Yeah. He's, he's big. He's, he's big. big. He's a big dude. Nate's big, too, though, man. What Nate's, Nate about 190? He's not a little guy. He's about my size. He like fought six foot 190. Yeah. You're not a little guy. Nah. He's mm-hmm. long, too. How old is he, too? Nate? Yeah. He's got to be in his 30s by now. Because this guy, Jake Paul, is like 25. 24, 20, 25. Yeah. He's young. Yeah. He's young. He's he's killing it. And that's what that's what really uh, told the tale in that fight. Okay, is there a thing that's going to be bigger than ADCC? Olympics, maybe? Or some sort of like uh, television buy-in like UFC? Like where does BJJ go as far as that goes? Oh, I definitely think there's going to be a, some sort of UFC buy-in. Mm-hmm. It's already started. Right. They were pushing it at the last event. You know, the gore, the king makes his return to UFC Fight Pass. Okay. You know, and that's genius. UFC picking up Gordon because oh, that's going to propel yeah. the sport. That's going to propel Gordon. Yeah. They both see it. They're writing oh, yeah. on the wall with that. They see it. Yeah. Let's make that fucking money, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Absolutely. If you're not making money, what are you doing? Exactly. And I'm not saying go out there and chase your dreams and be my. You can't remember. Gordon never wanted to be rich. He wanted to be the best. Right. And he knew that everything that came along with being the best was going to bring the, uh, the yeah. money. Yeah. He wasn't chasing the dollar, he was chasing the gold get it okay instead of asking the uh i think this is an amazing thing 50 podcasts so what i wanted to do is like come 50 up 50 episodes that's wild yeah it's pretty amazing 100 hours of roy and miguel <laughs> do the math so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna read through like the one through 10 then the uh 10 through 20 in other words go right down the line and you tell me what were your favorite ones okay mm-hmm. and then we'll come up with the top three okay all right so the first one was okay. Okay. First one was Origins. Your Origins. I love that episode. Yeah, I know. That's a for great personal one. reasons. Talk about setting it all up. It's beautiful. It's very spiritual cleansing for myself. I feel like there are so many things I wanted to tell people about myself yeah. that they didn't know just from training with Professor Miguel or Coach right. Miguel or you know even like my family. Like there's things that they didn't know that mm-hmm. I was like, you guys need to know the fucking truth. So it's really just like. Filling in the blanks on a lot of things. If all we did was that one episode, it changed my yeah, life. That's superb. Love it. Because the next one is called Putting on the White Belt. And the one after that was Competing for Life. Bonds through BJJ. Do you have like any memories of these uh, sorts of early ones? I love the Bonds through BJJ one. Yeah. Because it's one of my favorite episodes. Right. It's one of the things that I feel strongest about. Right. right? It's the one that has all of us at the soup at the chili cook-off for the cover for the episode, right? right? right. I love that episode. Okay. And it pisses me off because it's one of the episodes that doesn't have the most listens. Uh, seriously? I'm like, that episode needs more listens. That's a fucking good one. Okay. Longevity, discipline. The next one was gratitude. The role of the black belt. I love this one, like over love. Oh, that's a good one. We got, and then I, I love that conversation. That's a good one. And that one got a couple of our students in trouble. Did it? Yeah, I got a message from Dom one time. Uh, Dom Badillo, now in Florida. <laughs> he goes, bro... I walk into the house and my wife comes up to me. She goes, do you like me? (laughs) No, she listened. He's like, the fuck do you mean? He goes, I love you. She goes, I know you love me, but do you You like me? You never told me this. And he goes, as soon as she said it, he goes, bro, I knew she fucking listened to your podcast. (laughs) And I was like, of course I like you. You're one of my best friends. He goes, dude, I wasn't ready. He goes, but she listens. I was like, wow. smart woman. She is a great girl. I, well, we uh, kind of like hung around with those two at uh, in Atlantic City. Claudia. Great girl. Great girl. Same thing with Vic's girlfriend. Great. Uh, yeah. Great girl. Um, and then Vic. you have top 10, t- uh, top 10 tips. <laughs> top 10 tits? Yeah, you got it. 
What episode? That'd be five girls. Top ten tets. Was Gary on that one? <laughs> Top uh, ten asses, and I'm there. <laughs> Jeez, that's a Freudian slip, there, Roy. Hey, man, I've always got tits on my mind. Oh my god, I love it. Top ten. I'm a, I'm a male. I fucking love women, and it doesn't have to be five women. Well, you figure two tits per. Yeah, but not every tit's the same. This is true. Even on every woman, no woman has two identical tits unless they were surgically enhanced. Oh, I get what you're saying. Okay. So, you know, the I left might you. be better than the right. That's true. You didn't say top 10 pair. That's, that's different. That's different. Because <laughs> now you're looking at five women. Right. But top 10 tits, you can look at 10 women. That's true. And being a lefty, but I prefer grabbing tits with my right hand. So I was going to say something. <laughs> Wow, that took a lot of restraint. That was a lot of restraint. All right, did you like the top 10 tips episode? Yeah, I love that. It's a really good episode, too. It has a lot of listens. Um, I really like the episodes, especially early on. We were very jujitsu driven. Right. Um, you know, things that could really help people to not just train better, but train longer. Right. How not to quit. And it's not just about staying healthy. It's about staying mentally strong. And I think in the beginning... We really gave a lot of things for people who sure. keep doing it. And I think I think we've exercised some of those tips on the podcast. You said tips, like, right? I said tips. Okay. T-I-P-S. Like just a tip. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I always lose that game. <laughs> I can never keep it with just a tip. All right. So um, out of the 10, which one is your favorite? Probably the origin. Okay. Yeah, right. that's a personal one. Uh, I can't. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not. It's definitely the origin is my favorite. Okay. So that's number one. All right. Now on the second 10, you have Injuries, mm. Katie Hooven, the Hoovenator. God, God love that Katie. Belt ranks and responsibilities. Sam McHale. Oh. Uh, if I were younger, that was the one where I said I direct the room. <laughs> if I were younger, I got fired up in that episode. Uh, I was fired up when you said that. I shit. would have. <laughs> I was a fucking angry dude. Me and twenty-five years. I was an angry dude like, back 25 then. Twenty-five-year-old me would fuck you up, right? <laughs> I, mean, I was a pretty angry guy back then, because <laughs> I was like, I was married, I had no money, and I'm like, I was looking for fuck. I had boxing a lessons. Guy. A lot of angry guys out here don't do shit. It's true. It's true. Uh, ADCC trials, the Gordon seminar, mm. um, Tom's uh, interview with us. You know, that was all 11 through 20. Yeah. Wow. That's a big, that's a good 10 follow up on Tom and turning dreams into reality. So out of those 10, which one kind of like sticks with you in your mind? Uh, I'm going to go with Sam's. Yeah. Sam was a great interview. Yeah. Sam was a great interview. I liked it better. I, listen, this is not a shot with Tom. I just felt quasi intimidated with Tom. I didn't know where to step with him as far as questioning. Well, the thing with Tom is I've seen him on, I've heard him on a lot of podcasts. I've seen mm-hmm. him on podcasts and I know him very personally. Right. Whereas with Sam, I really got to learn a, a lot about him. Yeah, we really, yeah. And he was so candid. He was so open to Yeah, and I was like, fuck, this is what, this is what we're doing. Yeah. This is what we're doing right now. Yeah. Um, I love the one with Katie. Plus Katie was our first guest. Katie was our first guest. So right. we like got to like really figure it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Sam McHale one is great. See, I wrote down the and Tom people, one. People still message me about when is Sam oh, do they? coming back on all the time. Lo- yeah, he's he's just the dude is just a sharp. I, I use that phrase a lot, but he really is a sharp dude. Uh, I wrote down the Tom one only because it sticks with me in my mind. Like I remember sitting here with him, and I really would have wished I really should have read the book prior 
to the interview. I really oh, would have liked yeah. that because that book, I don't know if you've anybody's had a chance to read it. It was just amazing. How you bear it. Yeah. It's a fantastic book. It really is. It's a good I mean, read too. Yeah. And it goes quick. Yeah. I mean, just, I didn't know he went through that shit. It's yeah. almost like I look at him differently now. Yeah. He's been through it. Yeah. He's been through it for sure. Amazing. All right. The next 10 happy holidays, new year goals, masculinity on the mats, mm. failing love stories. That's my favorite one. That was a good one. I love that one. That's when we talked about how, how you met, how Hoopster, I met my wife, <laughs> how I met staff. Every, a like, lot of people that bring it. that up to me. That was a good one. Uh, game planning, being a happy warrior, things I wish I knew. And this is also the, um, uh, ECI. We started talking about that. You know, the first Emerald. I really like the things I wish I knew. Yeah. That was a great one. Yeah. That was a good one. Just I wrote down love stories because I just, that was the first time I ever let people know how I met my wife. Well, that's very, that one means a lot to you the same way, like the origin one. Yeah. To me, it's like, you yeah. really get to open up and be like, this mm-hmm. is me. Here's things you might not know. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit, peel back that curtain. <laughs> I love that one, but I've told a story about how Steph and I have met forever, but I really like the, uh, things I wish I knew. Things I wish I knew. Yeah. A lot of people bring that one up too. All right. Now the forties, uh, recharging the batteries. What happens when you hit the goal? I know that's, that was something that was big with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, refing the ADCC, mm. uh, the illusion of time. Well, that was a good one. Uh, Eastern Passover. We talked about that. My anniversary party, uh, forgiveness. And now here's the one that I love the most gun control. Remember when we got into that after the whole Uvalde, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. That one really, really kind of sunk in for me and yeah. we really got serious for the first time, I think. And that was a real serious episode. Yeah. I didn't even think there was like an intro for that episode. Yeah, well, we kind of skated around it, and then yeah. then you finally said, "Let's let's talk about this." No, I mean, like, uh, typically I do like the intro with like the music. Oh, right, like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. didn't do one for that episode. Right, I went right into it. So, what do you think? Is it the illusion of time, or is it the gun control? Which one? Uh... That gun control one was a yeah, good one. That's what I think. I really enjoyed that one. Okay, and now we're in the the uh, the forties, going into the fifties. BJJ uh, being the best martial art. Uh, the next one was about your father-in-law for John. Oh, Johnny boy. Yep. Overcoming fear, controlling emotion. And this was my favorite, the what if episode. Remember we started getting into like aliens and all that shit. Oh, that was a fun one. I love that one. That was a good episode. Yeah, that's my favorite one on that one. Confidence, the 80-20 rule and Gary. I love the Gary episode. Yeah. The reason I won't rank it higher is because you weren't here. Yeah. Okay. But I enjoyed my Gary one. I feel like the Gary one is like Halloween three or Halloween <laughs> ends. It's good on its own, but it's it's not really it. It's I get there's it. no Roy. It was just you and him just chitty chatting, which yeah. is like really kind of. But open. it was still a really good episode. That was amazing, funny as fuck. Good I mean, episode. he can. I mean, he he just runs it. All right, so the what if gets the nod. Okay, now I'm gonna read you the the five that we picked. Okay, and you pick your top, you know, one or two origins. Sam McHale, Things I Wish I Knew, Gun Control, and What If. I'm going to take the origins out just because I'm going to pick that as number one. I'm going to go with Things I Wish I Knew. Wow, i got to re-listen to that one then. Yeah. Okay. That's number one. What's number two out of that crowd? Sam. Yeah, Sam was a great one. I love that fucking Sam. That's I'm, a I'm gonna, you know what? I'm, gonna I'm, put, I'm like putting a... that one at number one. I'm putting the Sam okay. McHale episode at number one. Wow. And, uh, 
don't know. For me, I would put uh, Sam in What If. I got to re-listen Things I Wish I Knew. Things I Wish I Knew was good. Yeah, I got to check that one out again. But uh, What If to me was like one of my favorites because it was just, and I like Like Over Love and the love story. Like stories. Over Love is a good one. Yeah. Like Over I didn't Love. Know, I didn't know that Dom story was there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. He's like, Claudia, he's like, I know you love me. Do you like me? He goes, <laughs> fuck. Someone's been listening to that fucking podcast. <laughs> He's like, thank God I listened or I would have been in trouble. Holy shit. That's funny as shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, there were some good episodes. I kind of want to go back and re-listen to them, but it's hard, man. I have a hard time listening to myself. For yeah. Long. Do yeah. you have any favorite quotes that you remember? Like that are just hands down. Yes. The Entenmann's one is my favorite quote. <laughs> exactly. Because so many people hit me up after it. I know. That one was golden. I know. How bad you want those fucking instruments? Because <laughs> you even brought it up with me about the fight. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Fucking, let's How go. Bad How bad you want them shits? How bad you want I'll that you fucking old-fashioned chocolate-covered I'll give you one of my favorite ones. When you went into Tom's voice, you were talking about like how... Um, the, with Tom's mom? Yeah, Tom's yeah. mom really likes <laughs> you. <laughs> you want to fuck my mom? Huh? You better give it to her. Right? You do it right. <laughs> Fucking, he's a wild. He's out of his mind. I love him. Dear God, he's crazy. I'll give you um, another one of my favorite lines. When you said uh, we were talking about something about your dad, and you said his name is something Benitez. Rafael Benitez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just uh, like hit him up on, on social media or something. What was another one? Oh, I liked the one where I was like, you can watch porn all day. Don't make you good in bed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then I drop some zingers. That's what I'm saying. I, well, wrote, I, I wrote a bunch of these down. I've gotten good at not shitting on the city of Chicago. I've gotten oh, better yeah? at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our boy Dave keeps hitting me up. And he's like, dude, we're gonna, I'm going to take you out. I don't <laughs> want to talk about Chicago too much because I'm going to get hungry. I'm going to start thinking about, about pizza. Yeah, that's fucking great. So what do you think? 50? It's pretty good, man. 50 episodes, man. That's uh Here's what I'm more impressed by. Yeah. Ready? We got 50 episodes. That's cool. I love that we got to sit down and really hang out with some people. I love that we have people that listen like yeah. every week. Like they're listening for it. And I like that even if it happens once, we were able to parlay this into a yeah. commentary gig. Crazy. It's cool. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Not bad for something. I said, hey, Roy, I'm going to get some microphones. Let's see what happens. Man, I, when I tell people, like I was telling my uh, couple of guys in my band, they're like, when do you want to rehearse next? I said, well, I got my uh, podcast. Like, what? You do a podcast? And like they figured I'd had like three episodes for it. I go, no, no, no. We're going on our 50th. 50th. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, I remember when I started doing research on podcasting and they said, you know, everyone that starts a podcast is good for up to 10 episodes. Then they said after 10 episodes, that's when people start to like lull because you run out of topics. Right. Did your podcast develop uh, like, you know, it's oh, I got a thousand and one ideas. And for I this. was like, damn. But I remember like going into it, I was like, fuck, I hope we make it past 10 episodes. Right. And we did. We're at 50. Um, and our podcast has evolved over time. Yeah, no doubt. You know, like last week, uh, I think it was a much more jujitsu based podcast. Mm -hmm. But we haven't done like one like that in a while. Do you like those? I think it's good to go back to every now and then. Yeah. But I think the podcast has just grown so much where so many more people listen to it. Like even with work, I tell all my classes to listen. 
And before you know it, like a week will go by and like, you know, 10 students are like, I listen to your podcast. <laughs> but it changes the classroom setting as well. Right. Because they realize like, I'm not just an asshole. I, there's a method to my madness. Right. So they realize like, I'm doing this. I'm running a school. I'm doing this podcast. I'm doing this. I'm, I got my family. I got, and I'm at work every day. I'm telling them, fucking study. <laughs> They're like, shit, I get it. Yeah. And you know, they, and it, it eliminates that wall of student instructor yeah they're like they start to get to know me as a person right which now when i tell them like hey you can't wear those boots or make sure you're on time they realize it's not me talking as an instructor it's the person telling them like hey like yeah get your shit together well so it makes my life a lot easier at work with the podcast let me throw something at you though and this is gonna sound a little weird emotional whatever but it's like when someone was talking to me uh, about a month ago, they said, who are your like closest friends? I started thinking about like, like we don't hang out together that way, but I know you, like I know just about every fucking thing about yeah. you. Well, because we spend a very intimate time together. That's what I'm saying. And I yeah. don't want it to sound weird, but it really kind of like, I thought about all my friends and I'm like, I pretty much know Miguel or I've, or, I've ba- or I've basically like opened myself to this conversation well here's what the fans the fans here's what the fans don't know you know this before we hit record we talk for 30 to 45 (laughs) minutes and then when we're done we talk a little bit more after because sometimes like the podcast triggers things that we're like i gotta share this later but i can't share it right now right and that's when it's like man when you said this let me tell you a story (laughs) and we start learning about each other it's like fuck and we know you know we we really got rid of the curtains where we know each other, you know, pretty fucking well. I, I consider you one of my best friends. Would you, would you ask me to go bowling? I'm not asking anyone to go fucking bowling. <laughs> I'm not going bowling. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't like say to myself, oh, I wonder what Miguel is doing today. Let's, let's go see if we can go, you know, shoot some hoops yeah, or something I, like that. But like when we did that one episode during the day, I'm like, let's go see fucking Halloween. There you go, brother. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is like, I was thinking about it, Like, I really know this guy. Yeah. You know? And it's crazy cool to yeah. me. We were watching the movie. You're like, I like that you don't talk to the screen. I'm like, I fucking hate those mm-hmm. people. <laughs> but here's the thing. Yeah. I think the reason we, we can hang out and get along in those settings, and we know we will, is because every week we sit down with each other for three hours. Right. Yeah. Who the fuck can you do, do that the, with? Do people, like, do you think that people get tired? Not not of the podcast. I'm saying, like, if they had a friend that, like, they had that kind of relationship with, do you think they'd get tired of that? Like, uh, like you're such a no. The only way, fucker. The only I don't way you even do, like, you know no, what I'm saying? The like, only way you can do that is you have to be friends with the person. Yeah, you know. But we we have a friendship that takes it to another where we can actually have conversations that people want to listen to. I hope so. Yeah, they do. I see the numbers. Wow, you're doing well. All right, brother. And Sam McHale thinks we can do it too. Slamming Syracuse. I would love Sammy. to know. I would love to know what Sam's vision is for this. Yeah. Because in my head, I'm like, if you're bringing us, I tried us getting in, it. I tried getting it out of him, but he's saying I, you talk to my production people. I go, okay, you know. I, I feel like I know what he wants. <laughs> what? The, tell me what you think he wants, because like I really want to do right by him. I think he's just trying to do something different, man. Okay. I really do. I don't want to say sp- certain words. I'm not trying to knock anyone for what they do. Like what they do is fucking hard. Yeah. Like what those, like what commentators do is hard. It really is. You know, what Big J does is hard, man. Yeah. But he really gets down to the nitty gritty. You said, yeah, yeah, he does. I think Sam's looking for something a little different. Okay. And he even said, he goes, look, man, he goes, I'll, I'll get Jay on the next one. He goes, but I want to see. Yeah. Where this thing goes. I want to see what you guys can do. Wow. 
Yeah, I'm I think we just give it a different aspect. Who knows? Maybe it's an aspect that changes it for every fucking sport. <laughs> well, I'm dressing up for this, baby. Well, apparently now I got to dress up too. You're damn right, you do, Let's baby. Fucking go, do baby. All right, talk to you guys next week. <laughs>